and we are live here with a versa special here uh yeah not really real news i don't know what we're really going for here it's just one big special we're live here in the protests in dc we have a stream going up right here and it's supposed to be a big day for protests riots looting who knows what maybe they've already looted and stolen everything so there won't be any not much of that actually at the minimum tonight but we're going to be watching that but what we're really going to do tonight is we're going to do something that's been talked about a lot in conservative circles, but not really dived deep enough into, which is the racist history of the Democratic Party. We were told all the time Republicans are racist. That R next to um, this senator's name doesn't stand for Republican. It stands for racist. That's what we're always told. And if you were in a public school system, you would believe that. But... That they didn't tell you the real history of the Democratic Party, and that's what we're going to do tonight. And we're also going to talk about the present and really the future of it, too, because what they've done for the past 50, 60 years at least is all one giant plan that has kind of come to a forefront with these protests and with these George Soros funded Antifa militia groups cultural marxism all this shit it it's all part of a bigger picture and that's what we're gonna talk about tonight we have your usual faces here of myself dictator phil alex we have it's fluffy phil now oh, oh so it's fluffy phil now i i, I, I changed it <laughs> i changed it why why yeah, okay, so explain that you need to explain it. yourself about that because you had such a good nickname and then you're like no we're gonna make it fluffy fluffy phil yeah no i actually like 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 because of the because of the protests I had a couple of people. I had a couple of people telling me you should probably, for uh, not, not call yourself dictator Phil, for the time being. So for these, for at the, for the very least, for the remainder of these protests, I'm gonna call myself Pluffy Phil. We'll probably go back to dictator Phil. Maybe we'll see. But this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna see how it goes, and then if it sucks or whatever, then we'll just go back. But, to be honest, we kind of need a dictator right now. Is, is Mitt Romney? We definitely this? do. I mean, <laughs> well, we definitely do. But I'm like, I, I, I did it because, like, look, I some really good friends told me hey, you should probably do it, and, and I'm like, all right, That's, all right, for you, I'll do it. But you know, you, you sound like Gabriel Iglesias over here, like fluffy. I'm not fat. I'm fluffy. That's just my picture when I see. Yeah, and you're well, I am. I am kind of fluffy. His I beard's fluffy. Well, fluffy. Got, I saw your I Snapchat a, today with that big yeah, ass beard. Yeah, you saw that? Oh. Yeah. That was um, crazy, huh? But we're joined with our special guest that we had on well, two shows ago. I think two or three shows ago, Donnie. She's been blowing up on Twitter, like 13,000 followers. She's a young, black, conservative Trump supporter. Uh, thank you, Donnie, for coming on again. Thanks for having me again. It's yeah. a delight. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we went like four hours last time. Like we were really like having a ball. So we'll we'll see what comes out of it tonight. So I'm gonna be, be done talking right now because I'll be honest, I didn't do a hell of a lot of research. I know Phil, you did a lot of research, but I did research some things like the black accomplishments um, or the accomplishments Trump has had for Black Americans, and um, the I, I will debunk the myth of systematic racism completely like flatly well i i do i think um so so i don't think uh i'm gonna argue basically i'm gonna argue that it's not systemic racism but there's there's like with with some of these democrat cities there's definitely like disparate there's kind there's disparate racism meaning that whatever they what the, the policies that are in these cities that favor or 
don't favor African Americans. But that's but but that it's not like systemic. It's just you know I'll explain it to you. I'll, don't worry, I'll explain it here. So you're saying it's Democrat um, racism? Um, but it's 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 um, it's not direct. Like it's not direct. But the policies that that these Democrats create affect affect uh, African Americans. Oh yeah, don't don't worry, don't worry. I'll feed you baby birds. Um, so yeah, so they don't like to tell you, uh, schools don't like to tell you about, uh, they they don't like to do the deep dive or the actual honest, you know, truth of what happened in our history. Um, part of it is because the teachers union are kind of in bed with the Democrats. And so they really don't want to like. You know they don't really don't want to shake the tree. They know where their bread's buttered. Uh, but we'll we'll start. One of the things we'll start with is, uh, and then and I'll start asking Donnie questions because I know she. Uh, hey, where where did you go? Where did you go to high school? Did you go to high school where you were from, Donnie? Yes, in Indiana. Okay. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll ask you questions here in a little bit. Um, just just to get just to gauge. And, and I'll ask a couple of you guys questions too, because you know, because it's very because what you learn in school and then the 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 research that I did seemed to be like two different things. Like, and, and I was doing objective research too. I was looking up FBI statistics. I was looking up population statistics as far as the census goes. I was lo- I was going on Library of Congress. I was looking at all some of the old congressional records. I I I, I did uh, I did as much as I could possibly do. Um, so anyway, so Civil War. Civil War happens. Uh, the Union wins. They abolish slavery. Uh, and the so the Republican Southerners. They went to join the union. Uh, the Democrats were a little bit hesitant. So they decided to uh, form this thing. Uh, you guys heard it called the KKK. You heard that you, you heard that group, right? Yeah, once or twice. Yeah, yeah, once or twice, right? Um, so that's where kind of that's kind of where it started. Because these were the people, like these Democrats were the people that really wanted to kind of hang on to they wanted to hang on to slavery, right? Um, and of course, you know, Republicans really weren't into that. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, they. So when that when the, uh, uh, the abolition of slavery happened, it didn't just at like it, they they didn't just say, oh, you know, slavery was abolished. Here you go, you all free now. It was like they started doing like sharecropping stuff, and they mm-hmm. really really focused on trying to trap these African-Americans, like really try to trap them in the South, try to keep them in debt and try to keep them. They still tried to keep them like not intelligent enough to kind of make something for themselves. Cause, cause one of, one of the sayings is if you keep somebody stupid, you can keep yourself in control of them. So uh, yeah, they did. They did a bunch of that stuff. Um, so, uh, so then we're gonna we'll fast we'll fast forward a little bit. Uh, so the Rosa Park. So so what did they tell you about the Rosa Parks? Uh, the Rosa Parks and the Mo- Montgomery bus incident. 
I mean, in my school, I was basically told the story we all know, which is Rosa Parks went on a bus. Uh, she sat in the white section. They told her, you got to move. She didn't. She got arrested. And I guess she got out at some point. And that's pretty much the story that I've been told. Anybody else want to chime in? Yeah, that's pretty much what I've what I've been told about that. You know, telling yeah. her to get this back of the seat of the bus, and she didn't do that because that's uh, that was wrong back then. Okay. Yes, I like you. Yep. Okay. So, so, uh, so everything you said uh, was the start. That was start. That was correct. So Rosa Parks, she was uh, she was arrested for failing to move the back of the bus because uh, they had. They had the, the, the bus, the city bus uh, rules. They had, they had their own uh, little uh, segregation laws going on. Uh, so, of course, they told her to move the back of the bus. She didn't move the back of the bus. They arrested her. Uh, so she ended up, uh, so her with, you know, they got a, uh, the NAACP, got a bunch of attorneys. They went to sue. They went to sue uh, the mayor. Uh, the mayor, William A. Gale, is a Democrat, right? Yeah, you, they, they don't tell you this stuff. They literally don't tell you this stuff. So, they so what they did was they 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 sued in federal court. They weren't gonna they weren't gonna they, they couldn't do this thing in state court because it was actual it was an actual constitutional uh, conflict with the Fourteenth Amendment, right? So. They went to federal. They went to the federal court, right? They went to federal court in uh, Alabama, and then uh, so Rosa Parks uh, and her legal team—they won. They won that, and then the state of Alabama or William A. Gale—they went and tried to appeal it to the Supreme Court, and then the Supreme Court, you know, rejected it. So Rosa Parks—that's how Rosa Parks ended up winning it. So it wasn't. You know, it wasn't these liberals that were trying to, you know, they were selling it like these liberals were standing up for social justice or whatever. No, it was a Republican. It, it was these these Republicans. Uh, the, the Democrats were, you know, were raining fire on Rosa Parks. And yeah, it was the Republicans that pretty much saved the day. Anyway, moving on. Uh so the Civil Rights Act, right? 1964. Like everybody, everybody kind of knows about the Civil Rights Act, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. What did they teach you? I think what I was taught was that Kennedy kind of started it, but LBJ actually enacted it. And I don't know the voting history. That's the one thing I wish um, they did teach us. But I, I don't know if it was universally sort of uh, – you know, past or if it was, there was a lot of fighting. I really don't know actually a lot about it because I don't. I mean, we we touched I, on this shit, but like very like not as much as we we didn't really dive into it. Okay, I I can answer your question okay. about that. And this is I was not taught this in school, but um, eighty percent of the Republicans were for pushing it, and mm-hmm. and hard on the Democrats. They got seventy percent from the Democrats eventually, but it was hard. They they were pushing for for a really long time. They finally got the votes they needed to get it to go. Huh. Right. Okay. So yeah, you're totally right, Donnie. Uh so 
so it was originally so so it was the idea was originally being thrown around by john f kennedy who um who actually uh kind of got a lot of support from the republicans uh he was a very you know like like policy wise was very kind of conservative especially by today's standards very like very very much into military conflict as evident by you know you know vietnam and when it went went with the whole cuban crisis missile crisis uh went after like went after the soviet union with the cold war uh wanted limited wanted liberal limited federal uh, powers very much very much conservative especially by today's standards uh so yeah he was he was trying to was trying to push for this for a little bit and then of course uh tragedy happened he got assassinated and um and of course Lyndon b johnson he took over uh Lyndon b johnson wasn't as big of a fan of this civil rights act believe it or not mm -hmm. as uh as john f kennedy was uh and um he ended up calling it in behind closed doors he ended up calling it uh by the n-word like this was the n-word bill basically right so yeah yeah apparently apparently when i was reading some of the biographies and i was looking up some of the uh, like like some of the information about him. uh th that guy liked to use the n-word quite a bit he did uh yeah um but yeah he didn't really like like he and of course he passed it but they're not selling it like they're selling it like he's like this this hero or whatever but he didn't do it because like he wanted to he kind of was pressured into it you had the whole, you know, doc, you had Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He was he was making he was making headway with some of the, you know, with the Montgomery, uh, you know, the the Selma march into Montgomery, and uh, going into going going into D, uh, he was looking at going into D.C. and he was really he was he was gaining traction, and so like Linda B. John, like he he was trying to, you know. Uh, kind of quell it like he really kind of wanted to squash it more than you know more than anything uh and like donnie said republicans were all about it like they were the, like 80 percent 80 percent of this this bill like 80 percent of the republicans actually supported this bill and uh more democrats actually didn't support it by the way one of those names uh you might you might uh, know this name uh it would be a albert gore senior uh is that yeah. the father of the al gore that we all know yeah. that loves the, the environment the inconvenient liar himself <laughs> yeah um so so yeah um and then of course a lot of it a, a bit of it was strategic too because the uh um one of the uh one of the republicans who made the bill was barry goldwater and he was he was like one of six republicans to nay the bill uh he ended up winning the nomination a lot of it was like you know his you know he was running against norman rockefeller rock norman rockefeller uh he uh he got he got divorced and then got remarried while he was camp in the middle of the campaign uh, the primary campaign, which in the 60s as a Republican was a no-no. 
that was a no-no they tend to like the traditional family thing uh so yeah he did he his support took a beating however uh say what you want but that's kind of what it was so like lbj kind of saw it as a i guess a golden opportunity to pass the pass the civil rights act and then he ended up winning re-election by a mile right um so so yeah and they're gonna and they're gonna tell you and they're gonna tell you basically oh uh he fought to try to get republican votes in the house because the republicans were reluctant but that was actually bs it was you know the republicans were basically all for it they wanted to make they wanted him to make some changes because the democrats weren't budget like the democrats got as about as many votes as he got as many votes from the democrats as he was going to get right um so so basically what's happened here up to this point you've had the democrats want to lock up rosa parks the democrats uh don't want civil rights act and Meanwhile, and this is what I think the bigger lie that I always get told is, is that after all this, there was just this big magical switch and both sides flipped overnight. The Republicans were now Democrats, the Democrats were now Republicans, and oh my God, now the Republicans were racist. Does anybody actually know what really went down with that? Well, we'll go go into that a little bit. So um, they were saying... um, they were saying that um, once uh, Barry Goldwater neighed on the Civil Rights Act, that that basically they did the little switcheroo or whatever, which yeah. which was fat, which was factually very misleading at best, because um, the Republicans supported the Civil Rights Act, and then once it passed, like the Republicans basically turned on goldwater right pretty much um he won a lot and he basically took down the entire republic the a lot of the republicans with him uh in that 1964 election because they lost the the republicans lost seats in that election too so the 1964 election no matter who you put you probably weren't going to win that as a republican because you had to go take into the account you know jfk just got assassinated previously Mm -hmm. And you know the the commies doing pretty good under you know JFK and stuff. So there, it like yeah. he was pretty much almost like an incumbent. But since he's assassinated, there's even more people going out to support those. So I don't know. No matter who they really put, if they'd be able to really unseat LBJ yeah. in there. Yeah, but I, I think that was like that was like the perfect storm because in 1964, it's like they passed the Civil Rights Act. Uh, and then, and then the leading Republican was like, oh, "No, it's not constitutional." Whatever, which was unpopular with his own, you know, with with the with the Republicans within Congress. And I mean, that yeah, I think that that was like that was more so the perfect storm. And of course, who wouldn't take advantage of that situation? Well, and not to mention, LBJ did some like just flat out what would found be later like libelous stuff because he had like 12,000 uh, psychologists come out and they asked mm-hmm. if they thought they were safe to go and have uh, Barry Goldwater as president and they said he wasn't psychologically sound which he ended up taking him to civil court after the election and they found uh, 
the campaign seventy five thousand dollars liable for oh, yeah. uh, rebel charges, and and it's oh. funny because they're doing the same stuff to Trump. Yeah, yeah, right now he's mentally yeah. unfit. He's he's old. He's got dementia. He's crazy. Are you, who are you talking about, Trump? Or are you talking about Biden? I mean, <laughs> no, but they, they, so that's what they were saying about well, Trump. They're talking initially. about Trump, but they're paid. Like in reality, it's Biden, right? Yeah, like that sounds more like Biden than anyone yeah. else. You're going to take a yeah. look at him recently. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors, much like today. Um, so, so there we go. Okay, so you know he wins the election, and you know, and. So we have, you know, going back to Dr. Martin Luther King, right? Uh, he he was still like they didn't. Apparently in Alabama they didn't take that whole CRA thing very very kindly, right? So, uh, yeah. So the fight continued. Like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he he kept fighting, and obviously, right? You're trying to fight for you know, you know, trying to fight social injustice, racial inequality, of course right so uh yeah so he gets assassinated uh by james earl ray who was a staunch democrat and supported one of the uh worst abolition abolitionist politicians in american history and george wallace right so uh, so we're, we're these democrats are on a roll i gotta say like it's it's pretty it's quite fantastic no, I was being facetious there. Anyway, um, we so know, we know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, this is yeah this this is pretty much the American history of of racial injustice, pretty much in a nutshell. I, I mean, you could go to other stories about you know you know you could go about FDR and him locking up you know locking up Asians in concentration camps. You go like you you go you keep going right. But yeah, that's it. And the, like the major stories, like what they're telling, what they're telling you about, you know, when you're talking about the, the, you know, the mainstream media, they're talking about it. Like whenever you go on, you, 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 whenever you take tours and all that stuff, you know, they're, 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 they're selling you a very, a misleading narrative at best. So mm. it's um, basically the history is uh, to kind of add on to what I was saying earlier, the, their history was. The Democrats started the Ku Klux Klan. The Democrats wanted to uh, lock up Rosa Parks. The Democrats, uh, a lot of them, didn't vote for the Civil Rights Act. And on top of that, um, you know, all the other stuff that you were mentioning. I mean, that's the, the whole sort of, you know, nutshell of all that. Like, I mean, it's pretty clear, but again, nobody talks about it. And whenever you bring this stuff up, you either get mocked or scolded or, oh, you don't know your history. That's not what uh -huh. I was taught. My teacher said yada, yada, yada. Or the party's yeah. changed. That's always the biggest argument is that the party's yep. changed. I hear that so often. I believed it for a little bit um, until I found out Abe Lincoln was a Republican. I was like, wait a second. Yep. Something ain't right here. <laughs> this doesn't yeah. sound right. Yeah. I never hey, heard What's up, Donnie? And check this out, too. Um um, black people were initially representatives in the Republican Party as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. There's 22. There's 22, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then the Democrats didn't have one until 1935. Yeah, so there were more Republicans in, uh, or sorry, more 
um, blacks in the Republican Party, and the Democrats killed Martin Luther King. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's you know, then mm-hmm. the ham is this hero, but a Democrat killed Martin Luther King. So, like I said, they they locked up Rosa Parks. The Democrats didn't want civil rights, and they killed Martin Luther King. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But and again, they, nobody talks and they it. sent these guys. Oh, and then uh, and then of course you know you you have the the uh, you have the uh, the the board of edu- the, the the board of education thing with Arkansas, where yeah. uh, are you talking about Brown v. Board of Education? Yep, Brown yeah. v. Board of Education, where the governor, a Democrat, right? He said he set the National Guard to continue segregating in these schools, right? And of course, you know, Dwight D. Eisenhower had to go. Uh, no, that's not happening. And Who's he had to kind of by the way? right. He had to rectify the situation. So I mean, look. We the the more I dug into these stories, the more I realized that it was going in pretty much the exact opposite direction that the mainstream media and all these media outlets were telling us. Right? Which which it's fitting. It's really fitting because look how much look how much smoke and mirrors they're giving us even today. Well, and I saw actually in the funniest uh, sources actually was a there was a Vox video about um and then they even admitted the democrats started the ku klux klan and they showed posters that were or or maybe they were newspapers whatever but they they, they showed these um these uh pictures of comparing the republicans to the democrats and the democrats were doing political uh hit jobs on the republicans at the time uh yeah. by showing the democrats as these sort of like uh, clean white people and the Democrats as supporting the old, ugly, um, uh, I guess you say slaves at the time is how they were depicting it. But that's how they depicted black people. They depicted yeah. them as ugly, as slaves, as dumb, all these like negative uh, things, racist things. And I never saw those in a history book. And I, and I saw them in a Vox video, which is like the levels of irony in that are you know pretty you know enough and then that video of course goes into the oh the party switch and they never explain how they switched they just said they switched like what the fuck does that mean um but what what do you know about all this history donnie is there anything we're missing that you know about um i i think it switched when people thought lyndon b johnson actually cared about black people and that they thought that was what he did Mm. Um, that's part of it. Um, also, too, if you're looking at the map, if you're thinking, oh, the Confederates all came from this, now you're looking at it, um, it's all, uh, there's more Republicans in the South, and now that's a way to kind of make it look like it's been it's switched because of the demographics of today mm-hmm. and going off the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually curious because it seems like you know quite a bit about. Um the history here like when did you start getting interested in this and actually diving deep into finding out the truth that you aren't taught in schools and none of us are taught in schools um so i had to like re go revisit again um researching it i i restart researching again probably 2014 ish um but uh, but when I was in college, like I was all about history, like in my government classes, I took them all the same semester. Got basically A pluses in all of them, but you know, get A's on your transcript. But um, 
So I always did extra research and looked into things. Like if I had a question, I just looked, I always, I needed to know more. I had more questions. So I always just looked into it. And then going back now and re refreshing my memory, I'm now I'm doing it with a purpose. Back then it was just because I wanted more information. Now. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, so then of course, you know, you're there. Some of these people, some of these people are obviously going to say, oh, well, you know, it's a completely, it's a completely different Democrat party now. Yeah. And of course, uh, you know, you, I, I mean, we, we could be, you know, we could believe them if they didn't, uh, if they weren't uh, fleecing these African-Americans in these cities. Like you look at today, like even, even, you know, with the George, all the, the, the George Floyd stuff, and it was a horrible death and that these deaths are going on, but you know, they're, they're, they're happening in Democrat run cities. You notice that, you notice how that all these, all these atrocities are getting going in Democrat cities. And here, and here's the thing, right? So, um, so I was looking up on the, so I was doing some research with the censuses and stuff and uh, with the African-American population, uh, over 75% of all African-Americans live in the top 200 cities in the United States. Like these are cities, right? Um, and then like, and 90%, over 90% of these cities have complete Democrat control. That's Democrat mayor. That's Democrat council. That's Democrat, uh, chief prosecutor or county prosecutor, city prosecutor, whatever, right? Complete control. And these are the major players in the city, right? When you're talking about a city, you're talking about taxes, regulation, you're talking about who to hire and fire. Um, the, these are the major players that, that, that we're talking about here. And uh, like, and, and the end, it's not like, and it's not like this just happened. Like these these Democrats have been in control of these cities for a really long time. And like, what have they it. done? What have they done for the black community? This is what this is what they say they do, and yeah. this is what they've been um, in a way. Well, I'll I'll say what they say they're doing. Then I'm gonna say what they're actually doing. They say we're helping them. We're fighting racism. We're fighting systematic racism. We're giving you guys an, uh, a hand up. Uh, we're, we're helping you. We're getting you out of the slumps. No, shit hasn't changed in these no. cities, and it's See, gotten it's, worse. It hasn't changed. Look, the the Republican. Okay, so so let's put this in perspective here. Okay, um, the last time a Republican was mayor of Minneapolis, right? This is this is George Floyd and uh, um, Philander Castile country, right? Right. The last time a Republican was a mayor of Minneapolis was 1973. Right. The last time they, that a Republican was mayor of D.C., 1961, the last time a, a, a Republican was mayor of Atlanta was 1879. Right. Wow. <laughs> this is, we're talking. So the, this is years. This is years. This is decades. This is crazy. Right. And and so, well, well, well it's like, well. And, 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 you know, you're still going to see, you're still going to hear some of these people say, oh, big deal, you know, but, but, but think about it here. The basically what, what, what I'm saying is the Democrat model does not work for everyday African-Americans, right? It doesn't like, unless you're a celebrity and you're rich 
and you could get bought by the Democratic Party, who's you know in bed with the Chinese and all these oppressive regimes. You're you're not. They're not looking out for you. They don't care about you. And, um, and what happened? Well, the things they have claimed they've done, like affirmative action, um, food stamps. Uh, what's that other thing they do? Not affirmative action, but. Uh, a diversity hires. They do all these things, and they say, and that diversity training, and just diversity in general. Mm-hmm. But what is it actually doing? Is it helping black people? Is it helping any minority group? No, because it's tell it's 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 lowering standards so that they bring in people that aren't qualified in the positions, and then they have trouble doing the job because they're not fit for it, and then they either stick around and there's a bunch of problems. Or they get fired and people start crying racism. And when they do stick around their problems, negative stereotypes form and you get more racism. It hurts their own communities. Like they're not helping minorities here. They're hurting them. If you kept the standards the same, you made it uh, only qualified people come in. Then you get qualified minorities coming in, qualified white people too, qualified everyone. And those people succeed. Those people have families. Those people prosper. And the people that aren't doing so good Maybe they get their act together because they have some uh, punishment now or some, um, you know, some sort of a kick in them. That it's like a child. Like if you have a child and they're misbehaving, you gotta discipline them, or else they're gonna keep doing doing what they've been doing before. And there's no, um, again, there's no standards, and you'd have standards on people. If you yeah. give them standards, then they will succeed. If you don't give them standards, they fail, and that's what's been happening. And yeah, like with the diversity hires too. It's just, and these companies don't give a shit. It's just for you know brownie points. Good example of it, because well, a lot these of- diversity. Well, no, the diversity hires are. Uh, they're not. A lot of these companies really aren't doing it because they're you know socially in tune with you know the times. They're doing it because of t- there's tax breaks and there's diversity grants. That's what's driving these a lot of these diversity hires. Well, and some and, of them and so think it's, that if they do this, they get a lot of traction on Twitter, and they're woke, and they get their name out there in a positive light. Like, but but here's the irony of it, and this is why I think we should also dive into because the past, you know, a lot of people are going to criticize the past and say, well, that's the past. What about now? Now Republicans are racist. It doesn't matter. Like if Democrats were in the past. Well, do you think McDonald's gives a shit about? Um, helping minorities because they act like they do and some people tweet retweet them like their tweets and share their shit out because they changed their profile picture so it has a black background oh my god they're in solidarity right here they're really changing the world they're ending racism right now no mcdonald's and this was a funny meme uh that i post on my facebook and that a bunch of people are sharing on social media where mm-hmm. actually i'll pull it up right here we'll get off the live stream for a second but it had a tweet where mcdonald's is like oh we stand with george floyd and all these protesters and yada 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 and then right below it's an article that says mcdonald's in china ban black people well to be fair the one in china is probably slightly i don't know if it's run by the same people that run it in america it's probably like owned by the chinese probably. government probably but it's still mcdonald's you know it's still their shit and but a lot of yeah well, but, but that's fair, a, but that's that is well, a good point too because a lot of these businesses like a lot of these businesses a lot of they're, they're doing business in china china has been like 
the, with the COVID outbreak, they were kicking they were kicking black people out of their apartments and keeping them from going to hotels. They were they weren't going to, they weren't allowed to go to places to eat. Like they had signs that were saying, um, "Black people stay out." Like if you did that, if you did that shit, if 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 if, if, if a McDonald's had a sign like that in uh philadelphia it'd be pandemonium it'd be burned it'd be to the absolute yeah yeah like and it is wrong to do that to discriminate people from your business based on their skin color but yeah. the point here is that these companies just care about money and i i just get so tired like i saw on amazon they on their fucking home page like when you went when you want to go buy your 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 tampons or your fucking like kindles or whatever you buy on amazon you know it says at the very front of it, Black Lives Matter, how Amazon is helping the black community. And I'm like, really? Yeah. You really are. The only person There's I that- think that's actually helping in all of this mess, the only person with a big name that's actually helping is Kanye. Of all people, Kanye yeah. fucking West is actually doing something. He's paying for George Floyd's kid's college. So that's good. They're going to get an education. They're going to succeed in life as long as they get good grades, of course. But that's that that's that helps them. Yeah. And he's doing this is the important bit is the second bit. He is donating money to uh, black owned small businesses in Chicago. That is something none of the Democrats are doing. They don't care about that. They're not doing anything yeah. about that. They're, they're seeing them getting burnt to the ground, and they're like, oh, we're going to bail out Antifa from jail. We're going to bail out the people that burnt your business. They're not doing anything. The, and, and he actually is doing that, and that could save, save. Like, his single act right there could save these businesses. And I assume it's going to ones that have been burned down, because that's what it seems like. But that, to me, is huge and mm-hmm. should be talked about more. There's definitely... There's definitely a disconnect. I feel like there's a disconnect between like the people that run Black Lives Matter, right? That that are the some of the top people that run Black Lives Matter and then a lot of these people that are protesting. Cuz there's a lot of good protesters. There's, there there are good protesters out there, a lot from the city, you know, whatever. And then you got these Antifa, which are a bunch of white people just doing a lot of this defacing and stuff. And it's like, I, I, am I wrong? Is is that, is that, uh, help me out here? Yeah, I mean, Antifa's destroying these cities, and you know, again, Democrats are bailing them out. I mean, the college Democrats at Penn State even said, "Oh, we're going to retweet organizations to bail um, people out from jail." And I'm like, well, if okay, let's assume their intention is to bail out peaceful protesters. If these protesters were peaceful, they wouldn't be in fucking jail. <laughs> so it has to be the rioters. It has to be the looters. It has to be all these bad actors that nobody likes. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it's so, you know, backwards. But this is the current state of Democratic-run cities. They're doing nothing for blacks. Yeah. So the Democrat, so, so, so going back to the Democrat platform, right? So the, um, so, so Democrats, they run cities or they, you know, they campaign and they do their thing pretty much like every other oppressive regime in the world does it right. They're doing it. They're doing it. Um, cause you're never going to, you're not going to press just straight up coming in and just start oppressing people right out of the gate. 
nobody nobody's gonna let you just oppress them right out of the gate they're coming in they're coming in acting like your friend they're gonna give you free stuff they're gonna like look we're gonna give you all these entitlements welfare all that right and then so they get in and well they don't they don't give you everything that they said that they were gonna give you but they give you enough maybe just to survive maybe barely underneath underneath the line right but they'll give you something they'll give you something and it'll be barely underneath the line so th and then while they're doing that they're stripping you of pretty much all your rights like in the city right they're stripping you of your free speech they're stripping you of your ability to you know own a gun they're giving they're they're basically, uh, you know, giving in to these teachers unions and these police unions. They're giving them everything they want. Like, and, and, and of course these, you know, these police unions, they have like the, their, them, their qualified immunity and all their protect legal protections. They, you know, that when you, when you're protected like that, you're not going to really, the, the motivation really isn't there to do a good job beyond you know what you feel as a person right well and the other thing too is i'm just realizing sort of the bigger picture here is that when you see all these things that they're doing the the radical left wants to tear down tradition they want to tear down god they want to tear down family they want to tear yeah. down statues and because i'm looking mm -hmm. here at the live stream and this this triggered me i'll admit this triggered me because this is just so this is insane that we've come to this point through all this the mayor of dc painted on this road on the road to right in front of the white house black lives matter and big yellow text what the fuck does mm -hmm. that accomplish that that is the dumbest thing i've ever seen obviously you know and, and everybody's always got to make these disclaimers all these things i care about black lives but this is you know i wouldn't have done this yeah it's like obviously we all care about black lives here that's why we're we're having this conversation but this stuff does not help anyone. Lighting, you know, fucking paint on the street helps no one. How about we clean up the streets? How about we clean up the communities? And then they changed, and one of the, the um, where the, the historic church, the St. John's Church, that got burned down by rioters, Antifa, looters, BOM, whoever. The street sign got torn down, I think, by a group of the rioters. And so the mayor replaced it with a street sign that said black lives matter a historic street they are tearing down tradition and the bigger picture here is what can help the black community what can help fix their problems what can bring them together tradition god mm -hmm. family well, uh hard work the they American want to race dream. It. they want to get rid of it and when they're getting rid of it they're hurting their own quote-unquote constituents it's so you're, backwards you're absolutely right but the but the one the one of the reasons that these these guys these democrats they want to erase history or they want to change it is because they're complicit in a lot of these these injustices that are going on like they're they want to we'll erase it completely up up cover your cover our asses nothing to see here move along it's it's the other guys it's like there's a lot of deflection there's a lot of deflection going on and not to change like topics so suddenly but i'm noticing something in in this dc stream that's really interesting again mm -hmm. i didn't see this before but on a bunch of the lampposts and even the trees and all the other shit here some organized group 
put up these printed flyers. You're seeing one of them now, I think. Um, I saw them earlier. Say, register to vote. and has a QR code right there for a uh, fist stop on it. Oh, sorry, I'm getting some gas. Oh, who, are you gonna, but... who are you going to register to vote for fucking Democrats again? You saw how that ended. Yeah, but, what, 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 but you can see this is what they're all about. They're trying to get votes out of this. And, I mean, I don't get the kind of the point of it because it's in D.C. of all places, but they're probably doing it elsewhere. Oh, there's a sign just saying right there, a handwritten sign saying to vote. That I don't know why nobody's talking about this on Twitter, but they're trying to get votes out of this. They're trying to register people. This well, is, do you I, know who talked about this on Twitter today? What? you know who talked about this on Twitter today who I would never expect to say something like that? Ooh, who did? Sean yes, King. Yeah, Sean King. He had a tweet. That was crazy. Whoa, what did it Sean crazy. King say? What was he going yeah, woke? He, yeah, Extra no, he woke. was he was he went can, the other can, direction. Can you, pull it up? can you pull it up? Yeah, I'm gonna pull that up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, I was, what was the stunned. tweet so I know which one to find? I guess his words must be showing. <laughs> yeah, he was like, no, he was he was basically he was basically in a nutshell saying we have to be very specific about who we vote for. Because the de- these Democrats have been running these cities for a long time, and we voted them in, wow. right? <laughs> yeah, it was it tripped me out. I was like, wow, this might be the best tweet he's ever had. Like, well, there's got to be an exception to the rules, so that is the exception. <laughs> I mean, did you see J.K. Rowling's tweets today? Uh, oh my God, she was going full like, hey guys. Um, we need to recognize that there are two sexes because if we don't, then trannies don't exist. Like she was going all like, or I think she said something like that. And like, people were freaking out. They're like, Oh, she's a turf. Oh, well, she's been saying that for a while. Actually, if you've like kept up with her, like I've heard stories like a while ago, cause I think someone complained like she's speaking with a women's rights group or something. And like some, some trans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'll never speak at Harvard again. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing that happens with this. Because this made me think of something else. And and uh, Chadwick Moore had a, a better word tweet about this. But you notice what's really funny here is all this profile pic changings and Blackout Tuesday, all this shit to show, hey, I care about black people uh, on social media by these woke companies. It's all happening during Pride Month. Aren't they kind of trampling on the gays here a bit like think about it (laughs) they're prioritizing one group over the other maybe not intentionally but that's what's kind of the message that could be being sent (laughs) this is the problem with this shit with this identity politics yeah yeah, that's Imagine. interesting. I wonder if they're going to bring that up, like because I imagine a lot of pride parades got closed because of COVID nineteen. Yeah, but I imagine, you know, there's a lot of there's not a lot of social distancing going on in these riots. So it'd be yeah. real interesting if you see some like you know gay people start to uh, get upset about this. They so, should. So, so going that yeah, sorry to cut you off there. Um, going back to the cities, right? Going going back to the you know over seventy five. Over 75% of African Americans live in these top 200 cities. So going back to the disparate, the disparate, you know, racism, right? It's not like direct, but really when you're talking about these cities with all of these regulations, like they're just nothing but regulation after regulation after regulation, 
each regulation, because there's so many African-Americans in these cities, each regulation that you sign in is going to affect African-Americans in some way or another, right? You have all these little, all these little regulations, all these laws, all these things that you're like, that like you're, you're basically, uh, you're, you're essentially trapping African-Americans because now it's like, oh, you have these, you know, you, you have something, you have yet another thing for these crooked cops to pull you over and then have probable cause for something, make up some probable cause of something or whatever. And like th this is this is what I'm saying. It's like there is there is disparate disparate racism, but it's like it's on it's really on the Democrats and it's really on the side of these outrageous, outrageous legislations that are going on within these cities. Yeah. I found the Sean King tweet. This is what he said. Uh, and they got 38,000 likes and almost 17,000 retweets. Sean King, stop generically telling us who to vote in response to all the police brutality we are having right now. Yes, we should vote, but we have to be very specific. Democrats from top to bottom are running the cities with the worst police brutality in America right now. We voted for them. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. He actually is. I can't even go say this, but Sean King nailed it like he's right for once in his life um i don't know what got into him but this sort of shit yeah, actually is good what was that yeah that's interesting i would like to know what his intentions are for that um maybe he feels like it's being hijacked maybe they'll start losing support from different companies if it appears that um they're terrorizing or vandalizing and doing riots that maybe a branding concern. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not really sure why he actually called out the Democrats. It's kind of weird. I'm not a fan of Sean King. Y'all, y'all yeah. may notice. No, um, I, I mean, not not a lot of us are, but like, <laughs> I, I mean, Brandon surprise, Tatum surprise, just, but Brandon Tatum's reply to this tweet was just "You are white!" Exclamation <laughs> mark. Yeah, I mean, see it like. Like and 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 yeah, he said so much. Oh, he said so much shit sense. that you kind of have to quite like. But but you're right though, Donnie. Like he said so much. He said so much. So many tweets before that you kind of yeah, what's the you have to here? pause. It's like you have to pause just by you know history alone. Like it's like well, was something else going on here? Yeah, sometimes so, a broken clock is right twice. You know, sometimes a blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's like the. Do you uh, see why Brandon said you're white? Do you see why? Because in this sentence, it doesn't say black anywhere. So right. when Sean King said telling us to vote, that's where that came from. You're white. Uh, or who's yeah. Else? yeah, that's funny. Well, actually, Donnie, do you think Sean King is white or black? I'm, I'm curious about this. I don't think he's black. <laughs> that's actually the best yeah, response because yeah. we don't even know if he's white <laughs> like I, I see so many democrats calling him they say he's black but now I kind of wonder if that's going to change after his recent tweet I think yeah. he's well, white now <laughs> I, actually saw, I actually saw like a little um, Don Lemon uh, video and he was talking to a few people and they were talking about Sean King and he's like you know question him on it you know they don't push them that hard but he was questioning him on it but he wasn't very 
like, yeah, I'm black. Here's my proof. That's not what Sean King did. Sean mm-hmm. King uh, tiptoed around it, didn't get back to them, I guess. And uh, I, I don't think that's something a black person would do. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> to take a, a a genetic test he's and basically like he's saying his mom cheated on his dad with some black guy with no proof like i, I think sargon did a video on that a while ago back when he slipped interesting I, I would like like i first I, of all i want to yeah what was that i want to point out something sure black Mm, I think okay. you cut out well, there. Yeah. yeah, cut out a little bit. Uh, all right, might be a bad connection. Um, you want? Can you hear us now? Okay. Um. Well, we'll we'll, we'll say something. I well, join and rejoin real quick. Yeah. 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 So let's see. The uh, one of the I other think things we I'll... really are getting some hate because I think somebody's trying to hack our stream now. <laughs> they're trying to uh, silence the black conservative. I mean, they're doing they're they're doing an info wars on yeah. us. <laughs> No shit. Oh, speaking of Chinese, do you see that stuff I post in the host chat? There, there is some uh, very interesting history of racism in China. Oh, really? And that goes far, far beyond the recent McDonald's racist incident. I don't know if this is real what I posted, but it's fucking funny. And apparently, they were also basically offering prostitutes to international students. What? Contra- the study buddy program. <laughs> I don't know how this wasn't news. Well, that's you'll have a real good study buddy, all right. Why didn't I get that in college? You know, I mean, you come to college and you don't get any help, let alone that kind of help. So that reminds me of this like Chinese girl I kind of dated once. Kind of dated. Yeah, I mean, I helped her with Chinese, where she helped me with Chinese, and I like took her out to some like place. It was a weird relationship. She. <laughs> We're friends with her. We never kiss or anything like that. But I don't know. That, Wait, you call that a relationship? Well, technically, it's more like friends with benefits, but we didn't actually have like there was benefits that weren't sexual. <laughs> benefits. <laughs> benefits. Yeah, like, okay, okay, Chinese. And so, I, I was, well, well, so what were you? What were you trying to say there, Donnie? I was saying that it's crazy that like if if black people were so oppressed. You know, we have it so bad. Why are there so many people pretending to be black and they're capitalizing on it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, yeah, there's a lot of that. There's definitely a lot of that going yeah. on. Yeah, shoot. Like, we have Rachel Dolezal, you know, probably Sean King, uh, Ariana Grande, I think. Or I don't know if she's pretending to be Mexican. I, I don't know with her. How did Sean King even yeah. become a thing? Like, he has a million followers on Twitter. Like who even is he? You know, I know he like it looks like he he's a founder of a pack, and I mean like well, like how did he become famous even to begin with or quote unquote famous? You know these packs are dirty as hell, I mean, right? He probably sucked off Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> well, he wasn't trying to. Well, maybe he did try to act. I mean, he's a good actor. I'll give him that. He's he's trying to be a different yeah, these, race. <laughs> these political these political non uh, non government organizations these are they're crooked as hell. Like. You know, Al Sharpton has one that he mm-hmm. uh, apparently apparently um, there was there was some financial irregularities not too long ago from that one, but like, yeah, I mean it's. You mean Al, like, Al, Al Capone nobody, Sharpton? Nobody is who the hell they say they are. Like, it's just it's it's amazing. Tax like dodging Al Capone Sharpton. There, he's always doing that shit to dodge taxes. Hey, can you click on his cover photo really fast? Sure. 
We'll, we'll, we'll get him nice and big. <laughs> uh, wait, why are his I, eyes I closed? <laughs> All right, there we go. I can't see it. The stream's a little delayed, so maybe that's why. Oh. Yeah, it's got like a few yeah, seconds delay. Yeah. Maybe bring. We got some top chats in the. In the oh, stream. not oh, that shoot. one. I didn't look at the chat. The cover photo. There you go. Oh, the cover photo. Oh, I I know what you meant now. The banner. Yeah. The breakdown mm -hmm. with Sean King. Oh yeah, the banner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that what? Is he with Bill Ayers right there? Is that fucking Bill Ayers? I don't know. Here. It kind of looks like it's him. probably still delayed. I oh. I can still see his face. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. He is not black. <laughs> not at all. How dare you deny his identity? Okay. So what I wanted to see was, you know, in our those look like high school pictures. And that picture looks like it was made to be more yellow. Cause look at the background; it's yellow too. Yeah, the coloring looks altered. Mhm. Mm Definitely. God. Who who yeah. does that to themselves? Like honestly, like right. it, it's a weird thing I'm seeing. Like, cause you're seeing also just sort of a reverse of the, well, maybe it's a reverse. I don't know what the fuck it is. Where you're seeing white people go to these Black Lives Matter protests and apologizing for their white privilege, denouncing their white privilege, and hating their own skin tone. And I'm like, it's like the most bizarre thing. Like, like, who gives a shit what your skin tone is? Like, stop worrying about it. Stop thinking about it. It's what's it's inside you that matters. Your character. Look, we we got uh, our 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 friend our friend T is like, is she here? I'm here. here? Awesome. Yeah. So so this is our this is our psychology correspondent here. Um, yeah. No, like yeah, because she's she's a psych major, very intelligent. She's our token uh, psych always, major. Always always gives great commentary but like but seriously like this whole white privilege this is something that they like feed within the mainstream media and they're just blowing it up and we were we were talking about like uh like how when you when you play stuff over and over again like when they're feeding you things over and over again every day and every night yeah. like it's like you it's like, like it conditions you into thinking it even though it it's obviously not true it's like a form of um i think we were talking about this earlier like a form of like a learning oh yeah like a observant learning where um you see a lot of like um uh i guess like a lot of white people trying to like uh you know pretend to be black for the sake of you know getting virtue signalings or taking you know just whatever they can do to like virtue signal and you also have like um these white viewers viewing this want to be accepted by you know the black community so they learn like hey if i also virtue signal um if i try to like look mixed or if i fetishize looking mixed uh maybe i'll um get through it and i guess like another form of conditioning i think it's like learning some form of like learning conditioning you know when the media tells you over and over and over again like i'm um, you know associates with a word with like someone like you know racist with trump over and over again like my parents it's eventually people are gonna think like donald trump is racist so it's just yeah. they the media just conditions you it's look, a form of conditioning and obviously i'm sorry he's there's no way you're gonna tell me that that Donald Trump is racist. Like I, it does, I, to me, it almost doesn't even matter what he says on a couple of tweets. You know why? Because before he became, before he became a president, he got recognition for his, yeah, you know, his charitable work 
with African American, you know, yeah, clubs. Like what? What we were talking about that, Sean. What we were talking about all the stuff. You remember you talking about all the stuff that he's he was doing, uh, for the like once he got in, he's done a whole lot, hasn't he? Though. Yeah, I can pull it up right now, and I know people are gonna say the source is biased because it's black voices for Trump, but it does list his accomplishments uh, for the black community, like the most comprehensively I've seen anywhere, all nice and together. And I'll just rattle them a, f- a few of them off real quickly. Over 1.4 million more black Americans have found jobs since President Trump was elected. Black poverty is at record lows. Trump designated um, a bunch of opportunity zones, thousands of opportunity zones, projected to make $100 billion in private investment in minority communities. Um, a, a Trump administration established a fund to deploy a billion in capital funding for minority-owned businesses. Black poverty raised now at lowest rec- levels in history. School choice. Yeah, that's a big Republican thing, which should be a, helping a lot of urban communities. Um, called for a budget of $500 million in federal funding for school choice and approved a bunch of other stuff for that. There's obviously the criminal justice reform. A good face for that is um, Elise Marie Johnson, freed for from prison for doing a minor crime, was locked up for life, and now has a second chance at life. 90% of those who have been sent have had their sentences reduced are black Americans. First Step Act shortens mandatory minimum sentences for nonviolent drug crimes. Um, Ready to Work Initiative, which helps prisoners get employment. Second Step Act to partner with Corporate America to create opportunities for former prisoners who join society. And finally, he has um, put a lot of funding into historically black colleges and universities. He's restored funding and increased investment by 14%. Uh, and yeah, there's a bunch in there. But like basically, like to simplify all this, Trump has record low black unemployment, um, more school choice, record funding for black uh, universities and schooling, and freed a lot of blacks from prison to have a second chance at life. That's pretty fucking good. I mean, yeah, that's it's, amazing. it's really good. It's it's incredible. But and, in the eyes of CNN, it really doesn't matter because unfortunately yeah, he wasn't like blessed with um uh, the halo effect, which I'm well, because in his eye, then everyone's eyes like Obama can do no wrong because you know he looks attractive to you know the media. And that's well, the thing I want to mention quickly too is that while everything we we say is factual, facts don't matter. Facts don't persuade. The problem with Republican Party is they don't they're not good at packaging this in a persuasive uh, box people like candace owens are people like donnie are doing this where it's in a more persuasive medium and you see the results candace owens is meeting kanye super famous donnie's climbing on twitter well at the end of the day you can't argue facts like you can't argue this big list of facts like it just no matter how you package it what was that I've had some interesting stuff with Candace Owens come up from like other like from like black conservatives and stuff and like a lot of them are like really kind of mixed on how they feel with her. I was going to mention that too because while she has gained a lot of traction and following and probably has done some great work I have heard some black conservatives say and I think maybe Donnie you can address this better is they say she does not connect with black people and 
she really like they, they don't really like her is what i've been getting i don't know how true that is but i've heard that have you heard similar things alex yeah yeah i've like told people on my uh facebook basically bring that up and say that you know she doesn't represent black america which is interesting yeah i've heard it too and it's very disappointing because um i feel like there's still a need um people feel there's still a need to pander in a sense to the black community and candace owens is no if you it, it's all facts the truth that's it just mm. tell them the truth um you can't you can't you can't be you know holding hands and um enabling people they need to know the facts and you know the truth and then once you give them the cold hard facts when they actually do look at it they won't there won't be any middle line or any confusion be less likely for them to leave they will stay and understand like that's where you know we should probably be as a nation um, with the values in the country there well well okay so you have a lot of celebrities right you have a lot of celebrities that are pushing all of this anti-trump and yes. def def defund the police narratives and all that uh we'll get to that in a sec uh the, the retardedness of that um but we um but this is this is one of those things like okay one of the things in 2020 one of the uh one of the fantasy jobs that most americans have or the fan um is being a youtube personality right it's not being an engineer it's not being an engineer it's not being a are you astronaut. talking about us it's not being... <laughs> no 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 we're just we're Who doing this we're just doing this YouTube personality i mean seriously we're not even trying to be youtube celebrities we're just doing this because we fucking like it we're just well, there's like no well, whatever there's no money in it anymore there's no money in it anyway exactly. but, but but i mean this is legitimately but but this is this is what they're trying to do because like because they know that so many people want to be youtube personalities like google is doing is like at the hip with china and the democrats like so you know they're leaning in one direction and as long as you <laughs> lean in that direction you know you won't get thrown off and silenced or whatever um i mean and then and then you have a lot of other like look who doesn't want who doesn't want to be an actor or a musician or whatever right they're all owned they're all at the joined at the hip with china and these democrats they're they're getting lots and lots of money from china real and 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 that this is where they're trying to trap a lot of people but the problem is for every one person that wants to be you know for every one person that succeeds uh, there's like a, thousands that don't get to and have to be working class and do and being working class is okay. You know, you could be, you can, uh, you know, you could be somebody, you know, you could be, there's nothing wrong with, you know, being a doctor or an engineer. There's nothing wrong with being an electrician or HVAC repairman. There's nothing wrong with being a soldier or that. Like there's nothing wrong with being any of those things. And you got to understand that one tenth of less than one tenth of one percent of the entire African American population is going to go, you know, you know, it's going to be somebody. Am I missing something, Donnie? I missed part of what y'all said. If you heard that knock at the door, <laughs> that was, <laughs> I that think was, that was on Alex's end. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. um, nope. Uh, my sister's here, and we're having. She has. She's gonna have some pizza. Oh, nice! So, I had pizza tonight too. DiGiorno's <laughs> frozen pizza. <laughs> um, but I was. I heard part of it, but like I was also wanting to add that I think Candace is also looking at long term because right now it's Trump. So what's gonna happen after Trump? You know. So it. It. We have this MAGA movement. Um, we're getting people who are, you know, walking away from the Democratic Party, but we have to look at the long term. Trump's not going to always be running for president. Do you mm-hmm. think Candace Owens has political aspirations, like to run for state or maybe even the president at some point? Yes, she said she was on Glenn Beck's show. Yeah, I was going to say, she sent out a tweet too. She was like, you know what I thought about, but like basically just said, like, fuck it. I'm going to do it somehow, some way, at some point. And I've kind of seen it in her. Like, I, I bet we've all seen those clips when she's testifying in Congress. She's really good. Like, say what you will about her, but she is extremely good at presenting herself and presenting what she believes in a fiery, passionate way. And and she's got name recognition. She's good-looking. She's charismatic. She's got a lot of the boxes checked. And yeah. depending on where and she runs, she could pull it off. Yeah, and she's motivated a lot of other people who are the silent majority <laughs> yeah. to come out and say what they felt. You know, she was one of the first people, actually, the, she's the first person that I know of who came out, you know, supporting Trump and has grown this, um, grown the way she has. Mm. And if you think about, if you think about the people who are, you know, she's a lone wolf and everything. But if you think about who's in her circle, they're they're conservative, conservative. Like Brandon Tatum, um, ABL, um, uh, Bryson Gray. They, they're they're very oh King Face, uh, Montega. Uh, they're very very conservative, and then I think that's why they work so well together because I think they're also looking in the future. I think a lot of them would run for office. Mm-hmm. Um, Montega is running for office against AOC, but um. Hey guys! Oh, hey Sam! Sam! Hey Ooh, Sam! There we go. The the ba- the based the based cripple man is here, and I'm. You, you just and I'm, coming to boost our like like diversity here. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, he's well, our the, 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 the crips. <laughs> well, well, well. No, the the crips. That that's Don. That's Donnie's area. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh boy! Shots of fire. Uh, well, well, the crypts well, are my area. Oh, oh man! I'm, I'm sorry. Well, no, well, no. Apparently, apparently, I was told that like only, only what, only black people could be crypts by a by a white liberal. So, I'm. Just, oh goodness! I don't know how all that works. So, <laughs> I'm, so I'm just I'm just telling what I was told by a white antifa liberal. Yeah. For a moment there, Sam, I had my finger on the band button. You were like, <laughs> yeah. you, you were testing me. I sweating bullets there for a second. <laughs> like, oh. I made you a fucking moderate last time. This is what we get. Uh, um, well, let's be real over here. How many gangs outside of like TV gangs are like actually comprised like multiracial gangs? You know, they're pretty rare. Let's yeah. be real. Even Antifa is not multiracial. Yeah, mostly pacey white guys. Yeah. Um yeah, I could see I can see these white liberals going, Oh yes, I am a part of a gang. We we hang out every Wednesday at Starbucks 
and have uh, frappe have frappuccinos, and we talk about pulling up on the side of something and really go letting it go. So you make that sound like a joke, but like literally in James O'Keefe's new uh, Expose Antifa video, they literally. <laughs> Well, the guy that like infiltrated them when he met up with them, they met at fucking Starbucks. <laughs> like you can't make this shit up. Like they live their own memes. Like these memes are organic. They don't just like it's like they don't just create these stereotypes for Antifa or liberals, and then it's like oh, it's just like a white, white, white. I almost said white wing, right wing conspiracy. No, they come from what we see, and we see fucking Antifa and all these lefties like with their frappuccinos I, at Starbucks, and they're. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what that conversation's like. He he's talking to somebody. Look, you ain't gonna take no shit, okay? We're gonna we're gonna go over there and we're gonna fuck their shit up. Ooh, caramel macchiato. Oh, this is nice. Yeah, so, we're gonna burn go. capitalism yeah, after like, we have our drinks. I mean, it's just like. <laughs> It's, it's such a cliche like what these people do that it, it almost comes sad at this point but um back to the can't can't things um one thing i was Why thinking what was that oh the camera is on the ground sorry yeah yeah like... i don't know what this person's doing now they were getting some decent footage before it's hard finding some good streams and they're holding in portrait which triggers me <laughs> it's not how you film video <laughs> but what were we gonna say alex uh -oh. the ones with the pittsburgh streams because i'm in like i'm interested to see how that's going because i had a guy yesterday who uh actually visited that and some people were trying to like steal his uh, motorcycle oh shit really yeah yeah i'm gonna pull up the pit i'll look i'll search on my phone for some pit streams like even in my hometown which i'm gonna keep on disclose so i don't get fucking doxxed but there were national guard deployed to my hometown at the university near me at um, I'll just use the abbreviation of WC University, and they had I think like three National Guards there, and I don't know if it was the kids or the administration or whoever in the university complained and got them to leave, but there were pretty decently sized protests there. So it's it's weird. Yeah. But what's crazy is this shit's going international. Like, no offense, but like, what do people in Paris like? know about this or care about well this. okay to, to be fair paris is paris is always going through so there's a there's a protest always every fucking day in paris like they're, they're they're just they're just consistently beating the shit out of each other like in protests like they don't i don't know what's going on it's like the uh, the yellow vests are probably still protesting yeah, you know, I never really remember seeing a uh, resolution to that. I don't know how, like, they just stopped after a while or what. Yeah, I don't know, honestly. Like, that's what's, you know, Seth, like, when there's any sort of populist or right-wing protests, they magically disappear from the headlines and they stop talking about them. Sacre bleu, Casson! The media is my biggest concern over here. It's like they, they always push their agenda because... And I think if it wasn't for the media and if it wasn't for some of these non-government organizations that basically fund these groups, there wouldn't be these protests. Because how many white people were killed by cops, like, in egregious manners? Well, it's a good segue because I was literally just about to bring that up. There was a fantastic article from National File who uh, I got to meet him at CPAC. They're pretty great people. Um they did a great article bringing up statistics from the far-right Washington Post 
to debunk the whole systematic racism myth. It says right here, according to uh, fucking ads, <laughs> according to data compiled by the Washington Post, American police killed a total of 1,004 people in 2019. So 1,000 people killed by cops in 2019. Of those, 371 were white, 236 were black. So more white people were killed than black people by cops. And then we dive deeper. Of the 375 white people killed by police, 20 of them were unarmed at the time. Of the 236 blacks killed by police, 19 to 15, 9 to 15 of them were unarmed, depending on definition. Uh, and at the current count, at least 17 people have lost their lives as a result of the nationwide riots, in lootings, beatings, gunfire, etc., etc. So more people died from the riots than yeah. pe- unarmed black men killed by I cops. I did. I did. Yeah, and, and I'll back that up. I I did. Because I was looking up FBI statistics too, and yeah, it I'd gotten ten. I was like, and yeah, the number will fluctuate depending on the definition um, of what you call like unarmed or whatever. But yeah, I I'd gotten ten. So here's the thing, 10. and this is what the media is acting like. I know there's all these people protesting like, oh, this is a big deal. This is a moment. This is an issue we need to be fixed. And I keep hearing that that this needs to be fixed. Well, first of all, what is the issue here? Because Honestly, it's not it's not racism. It's not systematic racism. Is it police brutality? Maybe. But that's kinda always gonna be a thing. Maybe you can make it better. But this this whole I the, the whole foundation of Black Lives Matter and all these groups is cops are hunting down black people, cops are killing black people more. And it's completely false. And when you look at the stats, even at the highest number, what was it, like fifteen or something? That is still pretty freaking rare. Like, do you know how rare that is? There's millions of people in this country, like, what, 300 million? And only 15 were killed. 15. There were unarmed black men. Yeah, somewhere, yeah. some liberal thing. But that's 15 too many. Oh, God. Oh, I always Apex hear that. Gamma has a question. Oh, so shit. I, sorry, I turned the chat off. I'll open that back up. I was looking well, for your pit the, protest, I, and they weren't. there aren't any streams. I, what's the question? But well, what's the percent of the black population compared to whites? How does that correlate at Donnie? So I'll Good let question. Donnie answer that one. Can you repeat the question, please? But what what's the percentage of the black population compared to whites, and how does that correlate? Well, I believe it's 13%. Mm-hmm. Um, is, uh, for the black population total, but as our good friend Candace had brought up as well as you should look at the totals of the people actually committing the crimes because not, not all black people commit crimes, not all white people commit crimes. So you can get accurate numbers. But the issue becomes that even though black people make up 13% of the population, they're disproportionately committing more crimes than other yes. groups, which is an issue. And look, it's not racist to say because it is a fact and it's a problem. And if you want to fix a problem, you got to identify it and then think of solutions so the problem is that, and then we got to fix it. Um, well, it's, it is, it is a, and we're getting into the, and we're, we're, we're getting into this, this regulation. Like we're talking about, like, look, like, like black, uh, black people feel in this, in these cities, a lot of them feel whether it's legit or whether by conditioning, uh, feel like that the police can't take care of them. So they got to take care of themselves. So some some of them some of them will you know some of them will get 
you know, firearms. Some of them will get them not legally, okay? And I'm not saying that's everybody. I'm not saying that's, but, but I'm saying, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to do what they feel they have to do to protect themselves and their families. And by doing that, then they put themselves into additional harm's way. But it's, uh, yeah, it's this, it's the mainstream so, media. It's the mainstream media's BS combined with the, you know, the, the police, uh, you know, the police. And yeah, and there is, you know, there's some bad cops out there that really do put the, you know, you know, put the alarm, really do put the alarm on somebody. Um, I I could remember like one of my one of my friends that I was stationed with in Hawaii, he uh he got stopped a couple of times by the same cop and it was a it was a Pacific Islander that that did it and he was just like and he told him to get get out of the car both times it was for the first like and and it was it was agreed it was very egregious but it was like you could tell and I never got I never got pulled over, you know, I never got pulled over when I was in Hawaii and it was like I I don't there there's a lot I, I there's there's a lot of things that go on between you know your daily life and then getting pulled over I get that I just it, it's I could kind of in a way I could kind of see where there's a little bit of room for pause but then you know I could also kind of see the bigger picture too you know it's but it's you know the media mainstream media doesn't they they don't they don't help the situation at all. No. It, no. Oh, go ahead, Donnie. You got to. Yeah, go ahead. You were saying something, Donnie? They're, they're, going back to black people deciding they want to protect themselves and um, you know, get firearms, yeah. um, depending if they get them legally, legally or illegally. Yeah. Um, but I think that there, there's a group out there. I don't remember what they're called, but they're actually like, I guess, like black NRA, like teaching black people about guns and yeah. teaching them about how it all works yeah. i feel like that needs to be pushed a lot more too i Absolutely. think that would help a lot because mm-hmm. you know, there are people who are black who don't they don't they they hear bad things about guns all the time you know they're in their box they're in their democratic locations and they see people committing crimes with guns all the time it can also cause fear just looking at one kind of like being scared of a dog um for no reason so Look. I feel like that, so that that the education needs to be put out there, and I wanted to see if Tina could chime in on maybe on the psychological part of that, of you know, with how that works with guns in the black community. Maybe she has some input on that. Is her name? I'm saying Tina, right? Yeah. Right. Well, T. Uh, yeah, we're abbreviating okay. her name. Yeah, we're abbreviating her name. What What about it, T? Sorry, can you ask that again? I like to doubt. Oh. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> um. So we're talking about black people arming themselves. And getting guns, and I know there's some organizations out there trying to push that and set up the education. But I also know that you know, with black people being in cities and boxes, they hear about guns being bad all the time. Guns are scary. They see people committing crimes with guns all the time. Um, how do you think that we could get past that? You know, psychologically, not me necessarily, but you know, as a as a black community, to where they would push more, knowing that hey, why are you trying to unarm me? This is my right. They know this is right. Uh, like what do you think um unfortunately this answer is um there's no one way but it's probably gonna be like a more of a long-term effects like i think it first starts off with like the the media needing to butt off like um from people's like opinions not um, gonna happen 
yeah, it's not going to happen. But there also has to be, um, you know, a lot more like leaders, like another way, like more like a black conservative leaders who is yeah. like very like pro gun, pro Second Amendment um, and um, who can connect with like um, black people in general can, you know, for example, like make a music video that is very like pro amendment and that can stick to like many people's like, um, you know, it can stick to people the community um another way is like if um for example if um there's like a group of people and they've been personally impacted by um you know uh, a horrible crime and they had like no way to protect themselves and then in the and the group of people there's like maybe like a guy with a gun that was able to like def- like for example like the church su- shooting back in texas like that really mm. showed like hey if we had a gun we can protect ourselves from like mm. you know terrible people so if you have like personal incidents that happen to you that's like another way of like you know realizing like hey maybe we do need to have like you know guns with us hey maybe you shouldn't put that many restrictions on guns so um there's many ways but it's more like long term some are like you know exceptions such as like you know having leaders in the group um overall i just think like uh you know the media just needs to like back away from like people's opinions so i think what you're getting on is something you hear a lot but it's it's sort of tossed around too much that loses its meaning but connecting with people is what it's about stories connect with people personal stories putting a face to it connects with people that's what you know look rules for radicals is written by a far a lefty but his shit works what alinsky talks about in there is effective and that's why it's used one of the things he talks about is personalizing you pick a target personalize it, attack it, whatever that is and he also talks about how like if you're going to fight for a certain cause you need to personalize it in some way. And you see Republicans who have illegal immigration. They'll always bring up um, Kate Steinle. Uh, you know, and that's why you hear these names attached to bills and things like that. A good story, even if it's anecdotal, it personalizes the issue. Because just saying crime, it's a broad concept with no real visual, with no real uh, emotion or connectedness to it. But when you add a story to it, it totally changes all that. And with... Ha- the, the having certain leaders um, in the Republican Party that are black or other minority groups, that is effective because if you, look, if you're just sitting there and look, I hate identity politics. I don't want to play it. But what you do need to do is have visual persuasion. If you have a bunch of old white guys and the Democrats are calling you all a bunch of old white guys racist, like people are going to believe that they're racist because of the visual element of it. But if you have a bunch of black people getting called racist and they're wearing MAGA hats, like, you know, it's going to make the left look ridiculous. So you got to use their tactics against them and it will make them look like complete idiots. Well, a lot of it is education too. Like ultimately a lot of that is education as well. Like you just, like some of these, like, like we have a couple of really good personalities. I, I, I'm going to butcher this name and I apologize in advance. Uh, Colin, Colin Noir. Oh, yeah, I know Col- you're thinking of the NRA, Col- yeah. dude. Colin cool. Noir. Colin Noir. I was about yeah. to Yeah, that's, up. yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, but he's one of the, he's one of the most intelligent people I've ever heard when it comes to gun, gun safety, gun legislation, gun rights gun advocacy like I, I i love like he has his he has a lot of youtube stuff going on and i'm and i love listening to all of it because he's, well, he's that incredible and then uh, of course antonia okafor she she was on our show not too long ago she's incredibly intelligent when it comes to the, the same stuff um 
You yeah, need I mean, Marsh Perret too. Like someone like Marsh Perret. Like I feel like I'm. He's definitely a Philly guy. Um, I mm-hmm. feel like if you put him in Philly, he'll like perfectly blend blend in with yeah. everything. He just like screams like Philly culture. I, so I mean, but it, but it's hard because you're going uphill because like these again going back to the going back to the Democrat leadership. Going the Democrats are running all of these cities. They don't want you to have a gun. They do not want you to have a gun. They want you to be completely reliant on the government and as we found as we've been finding out with these freaking riots that you know even with the best even with the best police force on earth with the NYPD you with the wrong leadership Bill de Blasio I'm talking to you um the whole thing could be butchered and so you really need to be able to protect you really need to be able to protect yourself Speaking of Madge, I have a good story about him, too, when I met him, not too far from Philly, actually, in my local town. He did, like, a little gun rally speech thing, and I was impressed by him. I'll say, he's got talent, he's a good public speaker, he's solid. I think there's some rooms for improvement with him, um, which I can touch on later, just in sort of strategy, but him as an individual, he's fantastic. And one of the things he said when we were about to leave and because we, we had lunch with my friends and we were about to leave and we said we're saying goodbye to him. And all my friends at this rally were white dudes dressed in polos, khakis, and sort of shit like that. And I didn't know there was a dress code, so I came in my black shorts, a Rolling Stones shirt, and sandals. And <laughs> I, I didn't look like everybody else. And it was unintentional. And so Mash is looking at this. And Mash is dressed in like a t-shirt. And he's got this um, braided hair. And he's like, you guys look. You guys need to learn some optics. You are dressing like prep boys. But Shaggy over here is dressing like everybody else. He's he's relatable. He's got a t-shirt on. And look at those fucking sandals. Like, look at those things. Like, he kept <laughs> talking about my sandals, <laughs> which if you've seen them, uh, people give me shit for them because they they're functional, but they're unique looking, to put it mildly. And they, they've, they've been well, well worn, right? Yes, they have been. <laughs> I've worn them many times. But, you know, he's he, what he was talking about, I was like, you need to look relatable. And that's what he was talking about reflecting with himself. Like if you're dressing up like some like in a super suit and you're uh, going around not looking like everybody else, you're not really connecting with them. And that goes to the sort of identity aspect. If you have a bunch of white people telling black people what to do in the Republican Party, I mean, it's not that relatable. But if you see somebody that's from their community, that's um, that's of their ethnic group, that's maybe of their gender like it just connects more and look i hate identity politics i don't want to play this game but optics matter and if you have people like mash he's going to connect more with those communities because it feels like it looks like you're up there you can relate to it. like if trump is really masterful of that because he can do that he can cross all those boundaries a woman can see themselves in him a man can a black person a white person etc cetera, etc cetera. and that's how it should be Sometimes that's not how it always is because of how some Republicans um, screw up their optics. But that's my little optics side note. But I, I think that's important to consider. Well, here's I, sort of playing devil's advocate with sure. um, what, what was going on with that. 
I feel like the reason they chose to have that dress code was so they don't look like a bunch of like hicks because that's what a lot of people perceive as a gun community. Now, what Mage said, Matt, oh, Mr. Taurus said. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's not like Mortal Warcraft. You get your <laughs> cock off my property, goddammit. Yeah. But I think that's what they wanted to avoid. They didn't, they want to show that, you know, hey, smart, you know, people who are like, you know, relatively high in society, it's not just like a redneck thing to have guns. But what Tor, uh, Mr. Taurus said is also equally valid. And I feel mm. like... You know, maybe different rallies would be nice if we had, you know, different sorts of people to kind of bring that back into the mainstream to show that you're not all hicks and you also include black people. But kind of going back to the issues of the black community and the uh, firearms, I feel that a lot of what we have going on here, it's, you know, some of it is true. Like it's caused by the Democrats not wanting you to have guns. And since, two, like, what was it, 90% of the population of uh, black people in America live in the top 200 cities and the top 200 cities have by far the most gun control out of anywhere you're going to have that issue but another issue too is like you know just having these places to actually lawfully shoot firearms it's pretty difficult especially in those cities like even out where i'm at right now they have all these gun clubs and they're all private so like unless you know someone it's hard to get in there and some of these people like it's hard to really even meet these people unless you know the right places you know go on the right forums and get some gun vouch for you. And if you're like, you know, let's say you're black and you want to get into that, and it's pretty much only white guys in there, you know, it's going to be a little bit tough. Now, you might have someone who's like, oh, you know, we need a token black guy, but that's, you know, kind of screwed up when you think about it. Yeah. But I feel that, you know, that's a problem that we as, you know, people on the right can try to work to, to prevent. And you go and open up these things more, not even just to the black community, but to a lot of younger people. Because whenever I try going to gun clubs, most people in there are 40 plus and it's always just like weird being like a young guy at these places. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like when you're around people from, I'm going to broadly use the term, your community, you connect with them. You have fun. You want to stick around and a good, you know, uh, example that is age. There are age communities like zoomers. We have our own sort of sense of humor. That's different from others. We're usually edgy, dark, ironic, uh, trolly, whereas boomers have a totally different sense of humor. They can still. Uh, both... You, you think you guys, you think you guys are edgy, but I. <laughs> okay, I, boomer. But the but the millennials disagree anyway. Um, now continue. Well, that and that's uh, the thing too is I, like you know you you can I, have different styles of humor and still both like bounce off each other and be funny and have overlaps, but it's like each sort like different groups speak different languages in some ways and it's that doesn't mean you can't talk to people with other groups or you can't relate to them it's just easier i do want to but do you guys but y'all see that trump doesn't do that i notice he doesn't pander true and that's the that's the balance is like you don't want to pander yeah but you don't want to you know uh be disconnected it's yeah, like Hillary see, Clinton doing the hot the, sauce shit. It's like that's total yeah. pandering. So it's like be yourself, but include other people from other groups to connect. And if you can connect with everyone, perfect. But if you can't, sometimes you need help. Hey, hey, hey Sean, mm -hmm. uh, does does Twitter still do that racist thing with Donald Trump? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you search on Twitter racist, the very first thing that comes up, is Trump's Twitter account not making this right. up? So, so go on, right here. Yeah. So, so we're gonna do it. 
Uh, go on the go on the Twitter page. Fuck right, it, we'll for, do it for, live. Yeah, we'll we'll do it live. So yeah, go on the Twitter page and on the search, type in the word racist. Right, and then once once you type it in, hit enter, and then click on people. Fuck, I can't spell racist. <laughs> You can't smell. You can't R-A- spell racist, so therefore you can't be. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh boy, it's still up there. Jesus Christ. Oh my That's... God. But by the way, uh, you got. I should have mentioned when I first came on. Uh, we're we're uh, also live streaming on my channel and on D Live as well. There oh, you nice. go. Um and. And Alan in my chat says, "When I see a gun, I'm the op- I am the opposite of scared." So, dude, after the shit that's happened over the past few weeks, yeah, I love guns even more. Well, you know yeah, really I think a lot of people are changing their minds. Like, not even just like the black community, but people in general. Like, people are buying guns now. Like, we never thought about really buying one before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, this has destroyed so many democratic yeah. arguments. Yeah, it's actually backlash on them with that. Have you noticed any changes, like, personally or, like, on Twitter or anywhere? Like, what have you been saying? Like, um, people's comments on what's going on with riots? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen a few things. Like, um, I, I pointed out that there's a rapper named Trina who was saying that she did not like about, you know, people messing up people's businesses, rioting. She said, that's not right. You're destroying your own home. She got attacked for it. Um, I didn't see it yet, but I did see that I heard that she apologized. Oh, and boy. this apologizing is so frustrating. You might as well just not have said anything at all if you're going to apologize. I totally agree. I'm well, glad you brought that up because uh, a big person that apologized recently was Drew Brees, you know, famous football player, one of the best quarterbacks, made this comment about basically like, hey, I really don't think I like these people. Basically saying, I don't really like people that disrespect our flag. He said absolutely nothing wrong. Drew Brees did nothing wrong. And when I read his thing, I'm like, he better not fucking apologize. What did he do? He apologized. You, I mean, this yep. this, this crap just, my God, oh. it annoys me. Like, it's so spineless. It is really irritating. Because, look, and people on Twitter were like, Oh, you know, because these sort of more hardline people are like never compromise on anything ever, and I'm like, this isn't compromising. This is bending the knee to a mob. Like, if you're working on an issue and you get something and they get something, but you get made the big bigger uh, part of the deal here, and you win in the end, that's a great compromise. But if you're just apologizing for shit you said and you didn't say anything wrong, apologizing for doing nothing wrong, like that is just just. It's gotta stop. It's so pathetic. And and then that guy, Steven, the ex basketball player, he came out video oh, cussing Jesus. him out. And that really made me upset. And then he's sitting there talking about, Oh, well, your white players need to get in line. And I'm thinking, if the NBA and NFL if they believe these things, then where is it that there's a equality in the workplace? Mm-hmm. You can't flip flop racism. That isn't, that's not how it should work. And then I will never, ever, ever support either of them if I possibly can. Like, if a commercial's coming on or something, I'll turn it off. Like, I'm like, I'm not supporting that. That's good. I mean, this is, he's not, it's not a, you know, he's a celebrity, right? 
you know, and we're talking about this. We've been talking about all these celebrities that are, you know, falling in line. But I'm going to say this first. He's a celebrity, but I've never heard of him until the whole George situation. No, Mm. he's uh, okay. Uh, Do you remember the malice at the palace? The, um, with Ron Artest? Where he no. went, they went. These those yeah, uh, those yeah, basketball players, those basketball players went into the stands and started beating up the uh, fans or whatever. Wait, when did this happen? Uh, this happened years ago, but like, yeah, I How guess somebody threw water. Talking? Yeah, quite a bit, quite a bit. I think it was the Pacers and the Pistons or something like that. I think I think fifteen or something. It was a it was a while. Yeah, uh, so okay, yeah, that's why we. Stephen no Jackson was one of those players that went into the stands to fight with the fans. Right, he ended yeah, up getting I, suspended I for like half the season for that. <laughs> so yeah, but 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 in any case, he's 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 a, um, but he's he's like a talk. He was like a talking head for F, uh, FS one or whatever, like the one of those sports shows or something like that. Occasionally, he's on there. It's like he, he's not jet. It's not genuine. It really isn't. Like I mean. It's, no, it and I honestly, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna get, probably get a bunch of crap from it, but I've mentioned in my my comment section, Kim and George looks identical. It's weird. That's that's mm. all I'm gonna say. Who looks identical? I think you cut out there a bit. Um, uh, Stephen looks like uh, George. Oh, you know, oh yeah, hmm. I see what you're saying. <laughs> And then I and I asked a question today. I got some crap for it. I asked if it was a if they had an open casket or not because I I want we've been, we've been tricked before, you know, with the just the Jesse's um, Smollett, Smollett, Smollett. All these different little hoaxes going on. I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm skeptical because I've been lied to a lot. Here I, I don't blame you. I'm skeptical of everything. Like. You know, I've always been skeptical of everything, but after like the shit I've seen recently, I, it's just like you're it's like super skeptical of everything. And it's there's nothing wrong with it. One thing I like to get your take on, too, is there's another uh, famous individual that uh, was that, that, that joined in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. And it's none other than I'm not making this up. Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau uh, went to a protest and kneeled in solidarity with black lives matter let's point the clocks back just i don't know a few months ago when justin trudeau was in controversy for blackface uh for the arab mm-hmm. blackface and then the actual like um blackface uh video surfacing like it's comical seeing him kneel him of all people Look, kneel when they when they do something that pandering when they when yeah, people that like that pander that, when they pander that fucking hard, they're usually trying to hide some bullshit that they did in the past. Yeah, like, yep. they probably did some super fucked up shit in the past that they're trying like, oh, nothing to see yeah. here. Yeah, and then then the the mayor of uh, Virginia, no mayor, governor of Virginia. Oh yeah. He had the black people right, yeah, behind the, him. Ralph, Ralph Blackface. Blackface. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. He could be yeah. in a clan suit. We don't know. <laughs> but yeah, on that take, honestly, I mean, it's a, he's a Democrat, people, so it makes sense. But anyway, go ahead. But yeah, but if people like re- really think that these people are genuine and they really believe them, at this point, they're choosing to be ignorant 
that it is so obvious. It is so obvious what they're doing. And then the uh, uh, Gretchen, Gretchen, I, I can't Whitmer. think of any names right. The the mayor of uh sorry the governor of Georgia and she's all the social distancing and then she's on taking a photo op photo of black people and wait that was the governor that, that's the governor of Michigan Governor Whitner the one that looks like a crazy person in Whitmer yeah yeah it's like ooh she just looks crazy oh yeah she's like the definition of crazy and oh and I have a I had a I have a beef with that chick see I'm not that great with names yet I can see it remember some of their names but. There's the chick who asked Trump about the unemployment rate for blacks going up like a percentage or something like that. Mm. And it's crazy that he asked this question right now, but when it was down, why didn't you ask him how he how the numbers went down? That's that whole being just all about attacking him. Mm. And when he and when he waved her off, the, the black media is only playing that part, acting as if he doesn't care about black people. I found a funny thing on Twitter from somebody that was replying to one of our comments about BLM. And they said, came across another view to consider. Black BLM could also stand for black lesbian mayors. <laughs> Muriel <laughs> Bowser, D.C., Donna Brazil, Lori uh, Life of Chicago. Hey, they might, I don't know, I think they might be on some there. <laughs> no. Uh uh oh, Sean, you're gonna get banned off of YouTube yeah. for the ban hammer's coming. Hey, I and... have nothing against lesbians, but I'm just saying that's an interesting comment. So a, a few interesting comments <laughs> from my chat uh, on Periscope, actually. Uh, Wait, you're 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 on Periscope too? Yeah, Periscope. How many simulcasts are you doing? You're doing YouTube D Live and Periscope. <laughs> you're. I, I'm, how's your how did how the I'm, fuck has your router not exploded? Yet? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm I well I'm, I'm well I'm using something called Restream, which uh which does which does all, all of it. So I'll, 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 I'll show I'll show it to you after uh words. I'll I'll show it to you boys. So um. <laughs> But, yeah, well, um, we have to get to your subscriber level before we can use all like the cool toys. We're we're still at a little mere 193 subscribers. Hey, you're making you're making pro you're making progress though. Uh, anyway, though, a couple comments. Uh, Castro's son Trudeau. Don't forget that. Yo, true. Uh, and then Mich and then uh, funny comment here on Periscope. Uh, Michigan Devil Lady wouldn't let people buy flags or seeds. That's also true. Mm -hmm. so. oh, speaking of governors, Governor Wolf of our fabulous state of Pennsylvania here, he got caught in a little bit of a pickle, which was hilarious. Um, you know, he he was really hitting. And look, I think a lot of what he did initially was justified, not so much later, but he was locking down the whole state keeping my county in red till just a few days ago on Friday. And Lancaster County Commissioner Josh Parsons started calling him out in a tweet because he was pointing out that Governor Wolf violated his own executive order on large gatherings by, wait for it, attending a fucking uh, Black Lives Matter protest. While still some counties are still locked down and then there are these large gathering bans. And so the governor issued uh, a statement at the news conference he had and he and, and Governor Wolf said that was inconsistent. I acknowledge that, but I was trying to show support for a cause 
uh, the eradication of racism that I think is very, very important. I'm trying to show my support for that effort. And then he went on to say that he's being extra cautious now and that he recognized he took a gamble but thought it was worth it for the cause. So he literally admits that it's okay if it's for the right cause. It's okay if I do it. It's okay if, if a Democrat the, does it or if it's for progressive reasons. It's good for thee, but not for me. Exactly. And that shit just annoys me. It's like, you know, you lock all of us down. You lock all these businesses down. But it's okay if you go out and join a, a like protest over a total false narrative. But, yeah. Oh, boy, I'm watching four streams here in New York City, D.C., Memphis, and Louisville. Uh, it's a little a slow sp uh, stream here. Like, the internet's getting real funny, but it looks like New York City has some fires burning, I think. Maybe maybe not, no. But New York and D.C. look like hotspots right now. Yeah. Let's get, it's just crazy. I mean, this. when is this going to end, actually? Like, when this is actually going to end? Is it just going to flame out eventually? In the, after November end. 3rd. November 3rd. <laughs> no, November yeah, 3rd, they're going to come back with a vengeance till the inauguration. Yeah. These, yeah, especially the especially the liberal women, too. They're, you'll, you'll get, you'll get the, the liberal women doing their freaking weird protests or whatever. Well, see, I'm trying to figure out if these lefties, like, the day of the, like, the... When the election happens and our great god emperor wins again, will they protest the next day or will they be like, I can't get out of bed. It's so awful. We've reelected Hitler. Well, well, see, and that's that's the big question. And that's actually something that Tim Poole brought up today in his Did he really? uh, video. <laughs> Tim, Was Tim, it the same one with um, Stephen Crowder? Uh no, Tim Tim Pool when he when he does videos on his channel, it's mostly just him reviewing oh. reviewing the news. Mm. But um, I was talking about buying a gun for the first time on Crowder. Well, yeah, I I I haven't I haven't seen I haven't seen that one yet. But uh, today, probably at like four, probably at like or yesterday technically, um, here on the East Coast, um. Tim Tim Pool was talking on his in his video on about how uh, Trump basically has been vindicated on a lot of this stuff um, by uh, oh thank you to uh, Timothy Wiseman for uh, subscribing by the way um, to the Whitfield report but um, anyway like I was saying uh, Tim Pool was basically saying in his uh, video today when are these protests going to end because like usually with the covid protests and whatnot like uh you know people go out and protest and um like it seems like it seems like the covid protesters like obviously they know that as soon as the quarantine is going to get lifted then they'll be done with protesting but with all these like black lives matter riots uh like there doesn't seem to be an end date or really an end goal mm -hmm. with the riots they just seem to want to i mean i i know i'm butchering tim's basically what he said but that that's kind of what he said it, it seems like some of these protests seem like more organized to have like an end date 
you know. Well, that's where... what I was thinking too. Was that number one? Once people go back to work, I think this is gonna die down. But number two is what is the end game of all this? Like honestly, because I think we're all in agreement here that a lot of this is is professionally organized. There's a lot of professional provocateur starting shit. There's a lot of um, strings being pulled for bigger goals here. But what is the goal? Is it to hurt Trump? Is it to create racial divisions? Is it to uh, help Biden? I mean, that's what I think actually what I was thinking today was after Biden's you ain't black statement, I think even before that, I think the Democrats were getting really worried about losing Biden's black support, which is kind of critical for him to even have a chance of winning. I think they're afraid it's slipping. Not like completely going away, but enough of it slipping. And maybe that's what this is about, is trying to rally black America under Biden. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that um, it has to do with attacking, making Trump look bad, and I think it has to do with helping Biden. Um, the reason why I believe that, I think Steven said that in his recent video he posted attacking um, um, Breeze, and he said mm-hmm. that, the, no, 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 not that one. The, the first one I posted from earlier, um, talking about he was telling Trump to keep that, um, Georgia's name out of his mouth. Um, he was saying that Trump would not be in office on November 3rd. Look what him and George has done. Look at all these countries coming together around the world to protest. This is about Trump, and this is about getting him out of office. Mm-hmm. Well, it. I mean, this is what baffles me, too. It's like people forgot really quickly that... Uh, Trump was the one who got all of those, uh, you know, what that got all of those criminals uh, on drug possessions and whatnot released, uh, you know, early and got them like new trials and whatnot. Uh, you know, when him and Kim Kardashian and Kanye, like mm-hmm. that was, that was Into Trump. Yeah. 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 And those things are so, again, like that's a just, I remember his Super Bowl ad with Elise Marie Johnson. It, it didn't show any Trump till the very end where he had to. It was just about her. And I think Republicans have finally done a seismic shift here. I said this in, the, in another chat, actually, where Democrats have been taking the black vote for granted and Republicans have been neglecting it until Trump. They're trying really hard to get the black vote. It's really clear. And these actions, while they're coming from good intentions, there's also political implications too. I I think what's where they see the potential is that people are going to feel this. When you see how many people are getting released, giving a second chance life through criminal justice reform, it'll be interesting to see. Will they vote Democrat? Or will they remember who let them free and vote for that man again? I hope they remember i think they will because they've held conferences in the white house mm-hmm. i think they'll remember they've gone on video they've done interviews with people like david harris um jr and they've talked to him they they praise trump they thank him um and i think that their families will remember it was trump also it helps too they have the conventions discussing it hey 
Hey, Donnie, I have a I have a question, and I've I've been curious about this for a while. But, I might have an answer. <laughs> well, so do do in general no like uh, Candace Owens and um, like Coyon Noir and I, I can't remember the name of the guy you just you just mentioned it. oh David Harris do do people in the black community like generally like know them or recognize them or mm. it, or is it more or is it more is it more conserv is it more like conservative because like the the argument that I've heard a lot is that well it's, it's good that we have black conservatives but they tend to get like a lot more attention from white conservatives mm. mostly and like that's that's not i'm not being like critical or you know or anything like that i'm just i'm just wondering i will say if if these people have been attacked by the mainstream media they know who they are now I don't believe that Davis, um, sorry, David has been attacked by mainstream media like Candace Owens has. So I actually had a conversation with my sister today about the whole um, Candace Owens uh, recent situation. And she said, oh yeah, I heard about Candace Owens. She's never seen her before. By the way, my sister's not really into politics, mm -hmm. but she's a conservative. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I did good, I did good. Okay, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're good. but she's um, a younger sister, right? Yeah, she's not even 21 yet. She'll be 21 this year. Okay, good. So she's hearing these things about Candace Owens, and she just doesn't, you know, she's just what she's hearing. So today, I actually showed her that 17-minute long video. She goes, oh, that's what she looks like? So she's never seen her before. And she listens to it. I'm watching her facial expressions, and she's like, oh, my gosh. She's absolutely right. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yep. And it wasn't that my sister agreed with what people were saying. It's just the fact that this information is going around and these people who are spreading the information also didn't watch the video. Yeah. So do they know these people? Yes. But they've been, um, you know, treated as if they're bad. And Candace Owens was on stage with T.I. and them. They, P. Diddy had them on stage talking. So people, the community knows who Candace is. Mm -hmm. But she's painted as a bad guy. But... I went and read those comments um, that was on YouTube after the video, and a lot of people were actually saying good things about what Candace said. Well, she has a point. Why didn't you let her speak? Why are you talking over her? Like, I saw way more of those comments than I thought I was seeing. I think that that's a silent majority, you know, actually seeing her and waking up. Mm -hmm. Because 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 that's, because that's going to be the that's going to be the real key as much as I hate to say it. We can't just keep saying, Oh, we need more black conservative leaders. We need more black conservative leaders. I mean, we do, but that's, that's not enough until the actual black population overwhelmingly uh, decides to say F you to what president Johnson said. 50 mm -hmm. years ago about about them which is which is so vulgar that i can't really repeat otherwise i will get, otherwise i really will get us banned off of youtube <laughs> so yeah true so the big problem is the big picture like i i made an example of my sister earlier 
Black people are in a box, right? They have a lot of information thrown at them in this box. And they, they most likely grew up in this city. So they're in this box and they feel like this is this is everything. And then when someone else tries to come in to this box and say something different, they're treated as demons or monsters or someone who's trying to hurt you or mess with your brain. So black people have to choose to think outside the box, go out and explore, get this new knowledge and get more information outside of the box that they're in. Because, you know, as I said before, you got all these celebrities and athletes telling you what to think. And this, you know, it's not just, they're not just doing it with black people, but they're really, really doing it with black people. And, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement. My big issue too is how can you say Black Lives Matter and in the same token, you have rappers and people saying snitches get stitches. How does that correlate together? So you, and so you have to get outside the box to realize that that doesn't make sense. You got to go and get that knowledge when you're trying to start a business, no, I'm going to say everywhere else because my white friends do support me. Um, but <laughs> whenever you want to start a little business adventure, everyone come check it out. Like my business page on Facebook. Five people probably do it. I stepped out of that. I didn't tell my friends on Facebook or Instagram that I started a Twitter. That is completely organic. Everyone who's supporting me wanted to. Mm-hmm. And they don't know me personally. Yeah, I, mean, I think what what to talk about with kind of piggyback on what Sam's saying is that the one black, I guess we could call him a leader, that the, that the black community knows in all communities is Kanye. And when you, I look, I don't like rap, I don't follow rap, but when Kanye was making these bold statements on Twitter with just simple things like, I like the way Candace Owens thinks. I'm putting the MAGA hat on. I became the biggest Kanye fan overnight. I still don't listen to his music really that often at all, but I became a fan of what he was doing in terms of uh, free thinking. You know, I'm not a fan of his music, but I'm a fan of what he's doing to connect with people and like seeing now the religious chapter he's going into with his music. It fascinated me. It really did because I've never seen somebody who's a cultural figure like him that can effectively sort of pace what what the black community is thinking and then lead them to a better place, which is what everybody's trying to do is persuade, but he's doing it effectively. He's like, look, guys, I love this line he said in the Oval Office because this is the perfect way to think, and this is what the Democrats are afraid of. When talking about the systematic racism, he said, look, I get it, guys. You know, there's systematic racism but don't let it stop you that's an invisible wall don't let it stop you don't let that take you down it's an invisible wall that's what he said and that's the perfect way to think about it it's like okay let's say there is racism is that an excuse to quit is that an excuse to say oh can't get the job then or oh can't get into college then no that is what the democrats want you to think and that's how they keep you in line and keep you down and when he says stuff powerful stuff like that I think that's really what's what's incredible seeing that sort of stuff because he can transcend politics because he's a cultural figure and that's what people care about. They care about music. He has a massive following of uh, you know a lot of Americans. 
And when he's saying the stuff he's saying, one of, one of, if not the biggest rapper right now saying that, that is just, like, it's earth-shattering. I remember when I would see those tweets with the MAGA hat, meeting with President Trump, meeting with Candace. I'm like, this is a big deal. And if there's anyone that's going to really make a mark, it's him. It's historical. Yeah. Like, well, there's never been anything like it, too. Like, in the, maybe in the 30s, you'd have these, like, Hollywood people like Jimmy Stewart that were proud Republicans, but in the past 30, 40 years, like Ronald Reagan's like the only thing that comes to mind. Yeah, Clint Eastwood's Republican, but like somebody that's um that's trying to connect with minorities like Kanye for republic for a I guess you could say Republican causes is unheard of. And well, it seems like it was self motivated too. Yeah, that's the key thing is it's genuine, it's authentic, it's not phony. He knew he would get crucified for doing it. He knew he would get, make a lot of people mad. And he did. And he still did it. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. I gotta give the guy props. Like, he's he's something else. Well, I mean, even even in even in Clint Eastwood's de defense, there there was a there was like a big uproar, you know, when he back in 2012 when he you know when he criticized you know Obama and did the whole you know chair thing so like yeah I mean I get that he's an old guy you know and whatnot but also you know it was also kind of shocking because you know Clint Eastwood and maybe this is just me because he's you know maybe he's one of my favorite actors all, all time but uh <laughs> you know he he's he's largely considered a legend by you know mostly everyone and so mm -hmm. a lot a lot of people like yeah even though he even though he's old like people were like oh my god i can't believe that clint eastwood you know film legend i grew up with you know is criticizing you know o obama so you know it you didn't know. really surprise me and i remember when he did that vividly at the rnc convention but he was always the tough guy. Like, look, he's Dirty Harry. He was the guy <laughs> that was like, I'm not going to let the law stop me. I'm going to get the job done. You know, he... No, wait, was, was he the guy with the chair argument? Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, which was a... Which people missed the fact that that was a whole... I mean, people were like, oh, my God, he, he's going senile. Which, I mean, yeah, now, now he is because he's 90. But, like, and people, he's supporting Bloomberg well, people, for a short bit there. People didn't well. People didn't understand the fact that that was a that that was like a bit that yeah. he was doing as as like an actor. It was clearly so. a bit. Like I mean, to me, it's like that's the thing. The left just doesn't laugh anymore. They don't get humor. And I was like, you could find that not funny or whatever, but at least you can tell the intention is to be funny or for it to be lighthearted. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could probably, you know, you know, uh, relate to them that feeling. Like I had that feeling when I first saw that video of Dwayne Johnson having a conversation with Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, I think, one of those late night shows. And he, they asked him about becoming president, and he criticized Trump. I like already mm. didn't like him anymore, but I really didn't like him anymore after that. And then I saw his speech he did a few days ago, um, accusing Trump of. Uh, going to war against Americans, that's a very dangerous lie. And you're you're I, huge. 
I thought that Dwayne Johnson was a was a Republican the last time I read. I thought he was too, but he could be a never Trumper. But good point. Um, but if he wants to run for president this time around, he can't. I mean, Trump's the Republican, so well, he's got. <laughs> well, well, you got to go figure. He has a he has a show on NBC. He has a show on HBO, and he's doing movies. Like he's got, you know, he's got he's got to toe the line. Uh, he's got to toe that company line if he's trying to keep making that money. You but know? Uh, to be fair, but, how much of them are running right now due to that current? So yeah, it was perfect time to be campaigning. Yeah, I think but, it's that's what he's doing. Like kind of like how they used to be. They used to ask Trump about him running for president. I think they're doing the same with thing with Dwayne Johnson. But I bet you if he runs for a Republican, he's going to get the same treatment that Trump has. Well, yeah, I guess if someone talks shit on him, he'll just like you know. Give a pile driver or something. <laughs> well, well, I I have to I have to ask at what point in at what point in Hollywood do you have enough money that you can have like fuck you money and do what you? I, I mean, see, yeah, that's the thing I too. Mean, that, is that, like when that's you re- a million dollar question. That's a good point because I've seen people that. Like, Drew Brees is a good example, actually. I was just talking about this with my dad. Drew Brees has, like, had a fucking career. He's got millions. Why does he need to apologize? Like, isn't he set? Isn't he good? Doesn't he have the fuck you money? He might even have the fuck me money at that point, you know? (laughs) Yeah, well, money, you can never have enough. That's true. Like, maybe if you have, like, billions you that might be that level but like it's it always seems like you know like look at those houses you know there's always something more you could have you get multiple houses you can get multiple supercars it's one of those things and that's the glory of our you know economic system you know you can never quite have enough and that's a fine thing so it keeps people harder but here's but here's the thing though think about how they got to where they got to did the democratic party push them then they may feel like they owe them something. Maybe they do owe them something. So that's why they mm-hmm. are the way they are. It doesn't matter how much money they get. If the Democrats help push them, like the Democrats help push Cardi B, she can't turn against them. She, she's not a rapper. She's still a stripper. And and I, they've been telling you why that she's a rapper all this time. But she can't turn against the Democratic Party. They're the ones who upraised her and lifted her and told everyone else that she's a queen, the queen of rap. And she doesn't write her own lyrics. Yeah, I should thank read you. Ch- I should thank like... you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I'm gonna. <laughs> I gotta change the title of this video to "Cardi B is not a rapper; she's still a stripper." <laughs> That's the funniest thing <laughs> well, I've ever heard. All her videos and some of her performances, a lot of them, there's still a stripper pole in all of them. Money, stripper pole. She's stripping. Um, <laughs> that twerk video, stripper pole, stripping. Like you're still stripping. You're just famous now. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I'll be honest, like I have not watched a single one of her music videos or anything. I'm just like, oh, she's just another pop star that the industry's pushing now. Um, that's the thing too, is like when we look at a lot of these pop artists, they're they're so inauthentic. They don't write their music, they don't do anything. They kinda just show up, okay. sing a few words, and those are auto tuned. Connie's a totally different story. He writes, yeah. helps produce and does everything. Not shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he's more well, dedicated it's... to it. 
Well, Sean, it is it is interesting though because I know you don't listen to Kanye's music, but it's actually worth listening to just to see like his evolution, kind of of how he um, of how he's done things. Because like you know, back in like the early back in like the early to mid you know two thousands or whenever he started, like he he was like a he was like a very generic. At least to me, it seemed like he was a very kind of generic uh you know rapper like talking out you know getting hoes and having you know bling and parties and all that stuff but then like around like 20 really it was when he released life pablo in 2016 when he really started to kind of change like not just um not just in his um you know politics but also in his also in his lyric so mm-hmm. no i have music... noticed that yeah. i'm sorry oh you can go sorry <laughs> sorry um um but i say he jumps into the gospel for attention because they say he lost you know popularity because of him supporting trump but the album before that one called ye i could already it was a lot of gospel like people in the background it was i feel like it was already transitioning into that and I don't see why people didn't see that. If you're listening to his music, you would have realized in that Yee album that it kind of was getting that way. He was talking about his daughter and it matter. And then then he makes a gospel album. I think he's already transitioning that to that direction. I've actually that was heard a really good that. one too. Jesus is King. That was a really good one. Like I was already a Kanye fan. I like a lot of Kanye stuff. And that Jesus is King was a really good album. That was a really good one. I'll say, like, I, I I paid more attention to his music when I heard about Jesus is King coming out. And I started, like, trying to listen to, like, his older stuff and, like, seeing... And I do see, like you were saying, Sam, like, a sort of evolution. I still don't really like his music, but I will say like, Jesus is King to me was... The, the one, if I were, like, to pick to, like, dabble into more, I would go into that. Because it's interesting how he starts off as your sort of typical rapper... Yeah. And Jesus is King is like gospel. It's using all these new sounds, and there's no cursing. There's I don't even think there's any. Really, I mean, I guess there's is there drug references? I don't even know if there's that. Like it's 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 interesting how again, this is persuasion. You're pacing and leading. You're taking your audience from you're speaking their language. You're speaking the rap language, and then you're moving them to a new place of religion, tradition, family, and in some ways republicanism and conservatism uh conservative so many isms uh <laughs> and it's just it's in, that's how you do it and i don't know if he knows what he's doing he might probably does but it's it's killer did you guys know what his first song that really made him like really pop what was his first single that was what here's kanye his first single is i'll, I'll probably be dead wrong on this is it power no. I, yeah, I thought I see. I don't know Kanye. <laughs> he just walked. That was his first song that I ever heard. That's when when he blew up. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Interesting, right? Come full circle. Y'all have to listen to it later after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I got homework to do, and I'll gladly do it. <laughs> I, I, I will say that, like, yeah, Kanye had. Kanye's had his like fair share of like gaffes, you know, in the in the past, and like 
you know, mess ups. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like people always in, like the one thing I will say too is like he he's willing to point out like hypocrisy in his like I know a lot of Christians who don't like who don't who actually don't like Jesus as king because it like call because like it's not Christian rap or it's like or they think it's hypocritical of Christians but in reality like he's actually calling out the hypocritical Christians you know who who um you know might not who might not be accepting of them and it's it's mm-hmm. interesting so it'll be interesting to see what he well, does next like whatever his next album is like where does he go from here i i see i feel like he wants to run for president one day i do too like i'm not and even I making that like, up yeah and i think that kim is kind of transforming too like how she dresses to these certain events and everything I think they're trying to transform their image as well. Um, so I think he really will probably run for president. I don't know if he'll run after Trump. Um, but I feel like if he waited till after the next president, he might have a better chance because people want to be able to trust him. Mm-hmm. They won't flip flop. Yeah, I think he needs a bit more time for sure. Uh, I, I could see him doing it. Li- I could see more 8, 10, 15 years down the road. Yes. I mean, he's got he's got to grow some more, and I think he needs he needs a little something else, but he's got the charisma, he's got the name recognition, and more importantly, he's got the talent stack, not just in music, which people um, know him for, but for his communication abilities, his persuasion, his public speaking. When I Like, for a good example of that is when he... Uh, said about his MAGA hat. He says it's like putting on a Superman cape. Boom. The visual in your mind is a Superman cape. It's strong. It's powerful. It's connecting. That's the type of stuff people remember. Like, he uses the MAGA as empowerment. And he may be... He can only run as a Republican. I will say that. It's the only way he can run. What breed of Republicanism Mm -hmm. he's going to run as is what's going to be interesting. Yeah. And also, too, I think that you know, a lot of people in America were very disappointed with Obama's administration, even though he was reelected. Um, that I think if there is another black president, it would be a Republican. Mm-hmm. I agree. Really? Yes. And I think too, like it actually ties us all in. Is like a big part of Republican base is religion, the Christians doing the Jesus is King and all this other stuff that can help connect with them too. But I, you know, I could definitely see the next black president being a Republican or even a woman. Uh, you know, it's because it's yeah. the Republicans are better, at least now they're starting to get better at playing, playing identity without playing it. The Democrats were like, oh, vote for me because I'm a woman. I'm Hillary Clinton. I'm a woman. It's my time. Whereas Republicans, I mean, we obviously don't like that sort of talk and we'll play better and we'll be like, hey. She's smart. She's great. She's fantastic. She's got all these policies. She just happens to be a woman, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that um, that these people are working right now to be let these things know, like you know, Ivanka Trump. Like if she ever decides to run for president, she has an amazing resume. She she's internationally cares about women and women who actually really do don't have rights in their in their countries. 
Like she she's been building her resume. It's like silently doing it, and people would vote for people like her, or vote for a, a black person on the on that side because they know that these people actually have a, a record. They're not just telling them a lie or pandering to them. Like, this is what I've done. Is it being publicly known now? No, because the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Or they would know all those good things that Ivanka Trump has done. I've actually heard about it word for mouth, and then I looked it up. That's how I found out about it. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, I think, I think, unfortunately, Ivanka is going to have trouble in the in the Republican base. She's she's the one who would have trouble in the Republican base because of Jared Kushner and because he's so liberal and like she's actually pretty liberal herself she but she she, she well um i think she i think she did kind of but like i i know like i mean i would vote i would vote for her personally but like there are lots of republicans i know who support donald trump but are really hesitant about her just because when it comes to like more like social policy and some of this stuff with Jared, they're like really on the fence about her. So I've heard oh, the same thing too. Yeah. I, I actually had a, a white man, you know, Jonathan Bruto, my friend, he's actually the one who put me on to Ivanka Trump. So, and he's been putting a lot of people onto her. So I'm not, I don't know. I have, I guess I've seen it different in the, DFW area when it comes to her. Well, well I think you're oh, seeing way, actually is like a fact, split. She yeah. has she has a bigger following on Twitter than Don Jr. Really? Big difference. You can pull it up. It's a big difference. She has a lot more followers than he does. Holy shit! I didn't know that. That's crazy. Probably, probably a lot more. Probably a lot more guys just because she's <laughs> gorgeous. She's, she's yeah, because she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's and not. I mean, and I mean, there's, and I mean, there's no, there's no denying, there's no denying that either. Like, it's funny on the, on one of the, on one of the subreddits, I can't remember which one, there were all sorts of, I have to admit, kind of mean memes going around about like, uh, about like Chelsea versus, Ivanka. Um, versus like a Ivanka and 20, in 2028 so and it, <laughs> i can see like, it happening and, honestly and like all and like all and like all all of the guys on the reddit were like i'm a democrat but come on i would vote for i would vote for ivanka over chelsea any day so or, or something like that so well see that's the thing actually you're you're completely right donnie i checked the stats and uh, Ivanka has almost nine million followers on Twitter, and Don Jr. has five. Ivanka's almost double of the double. followers Don Jr. has, and Don Jr. is one we all, you know, hear about tweeting. Uh, Ivanka has game; she's good. But like Sam's saying, I think the problem she has is there is a split in the party. Some people like her, some people don't. I'm kind of indifferent, and the reason I say that is because. I think she has liberal tendencies. They might go out of her. I Jared maybe does too. But at the same time, I see a lot of people on the right like, oh, they need to go. They need to be out of the White House. I hate them. Get them out. Look, 
I really don't know what goes on behind the scenes. I really don't. And I think a lot of people are mind reading and imagining things. And when you're in politics, the only people you can trust are family. And I think that's why Trump put him in there is because he knows it's a swamp. I can't trust anyone. Let's get family in there. I don't blame him for doing it. But if he falls for their more liberal tendencies, that is a problem. But I don't, I really would like to know more about their liberal tendencies because I've heard them pushing for like amnesty for illegals. And I heard that recently was un, wasn't even true. Uh, somebody said like Jared's pushing for amnesty before 2020 election. And then yeah. a few days later here, oh, that's false. So I really don't know what's going on. Well, and then also, like, a lot of the criticism I've noticed from the quote-unquote right also comes from kind of the wig uh, you know, sack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I don't know. You have to be careful with that because, like, from what I've heard, they they did do a lot of interesting things. But, you know, with with the way that the White House is, you can't – you're not really too sure about that. You, you can't really be too sure. But from what I understand, those two, they're kind of – they kind of fall in those more sort of liberal and elitist circles. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's – I don't know. It's – not something that's really easy to see what's going on just because it's an opaque, you know, screen that we have into the White House and just because oh what the fuck's on my face. I think I think that the the, the conservative yeah. side should probably I'm gonna be mean maybe right now and blunt. They should get over it. Have you seen how the Trump family has been treated? Do you really think that they're gonna be aligned with the left? Like they they accuse disgusting things about Trump and his daughters. And I cannot, I'm going to trust Ivanka Trump to be a conservative, especially if these same people have attacked her and mm-hmm. said disgusting things about their family. That's a, that's a good point because I don't, I'm not completely sold on Jared and Ivanka, but I will say that's the problem I have with some people on the right with Trump himself. Whenever he does something that seems a little bit, you know, not exactly what they want. They freak out. It's like the serious strikes. It's like killing um, uh, the general Iranian general right. Soleimani. They freak out. And they're like, "Oh my God, World War Three! Oh my God, war for Iran!" I'm like, guys, Trump doesn't want war. Have some trust. Trump is, trust Trump. Trump. Trump has actually a lot of like, like he's he's got a lot of moderate tendencies. So odds are, mm-hmm. he's got he's gonna piss everyone off. Like he's gonna, it's gonna happen, yeah. right? He's gonna piss off conservatives. He's gonna piss off liberals. He, he's just, he's gonna make them happy every now and again. He, like, that's just that. That's who he is. He's not like, he's not like anyone we've ever we've seen in a long time. He's only made and, me mad one time. When was that? Um, the 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 red flag laws. When he was talking about something on his desk, he's gonna look at it. Yeah. And I was like, no, no. Yeah. And then, like, the thing is, I think he heard the nose and he listened. Yeah. And I haven't yeah. heard it anymore. That's yeah. the thing, so too. A lot of the problems <laughs> some people have, and I understand it, is when it's talk. You'll hear people like, I don't like his tweets. I don't like when he's rude. I don't like this. And I'm like, I get it, but it's talk. Let's look at the action. Yeah. And sometimes you need to push back on things he says. Sometimes you need you- to give him 
little feelers, and that's fine. Like he listens to his bass; he genuinely does. And well, he, you know, that's well, he, that's a good thing about the right. I think is we are willing to cr- sort of do constructive criticism when necessary. Well, I mean, well, 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 one of my biggest criticisms. I don't do this like oh, I don't do this a, a lot, but. Um, so just to give some of you guys who might not know, know me as well a point of reference, I've been podcasting since I was 14. So I, I, I have a lot of shows in my archive. And I was actually what I was actually listening to one of my like really old shows from like 2012 after the after we lost uh, after Romney lost mm-hmm. and one of my crit. And one of my criticisms at the time was that Republicans did not know how to do messaging at all, and that was why we lost. And I, I still, to, to this day, think that that is why we lost in 2012. Trump, Trump must have, I, I, you know, obviously he probably didn't hear me, but Trump probably realized the same thing, and so that's why he was so aggressive on Twitter was he was directly messaging with people. And I think that's why the left also hates him so much is because he doesn't use like PR firms or whatnot to talk to people. He, yeah, he goes, he goes, he goes directly to the source of the people, even if it is at like, even if he is tweeting at like 3am in his bathroom, <laughs> you know, like, like that's just how Don't he we is. All. So, I'm so no, happy we lost that up. We because lost in 2012 because of Mitt fucking Romney. I think he lost on purpose. I think they made a deal. I think he just blew ass and couldn't win a fucking a thing to save his life outside of Utah. I think, you know, that, that whole, like, baskets full of women or whatever that thing was, binders full of women, that was his deplorables moment. And um, I... No, I I will disagree because... What he did say was taken out of context, if I remember correctly. I think his bigger problem was really just his... First of all, he never fought back. but No personality. Right. Looked like a used car salesman. Like, it was the whole <laughs> Romney, you know, look that was bad. Well, and, and true, too, is like Obama was, I, I think, actually pretty decently popular after his first term. Yeah, he was an incumbent. I mean, there's a lot of factors. I mean, like, it's like you hear that with Trump and Clinton a lot. People will go, this one thing is why Trump won. But it's really a lot of things, and when they're compiled together, it's powerful. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, the the deal here with, like, Romney, too, is like, Sometimes there are one big things that can fuck up a presidency, like Bush's handling of Katrina. There are some things that can boost it, like Bush's handling of 9-11. So it's it's a lot of factors at play. And you never know what voters will die on a hill over. Like, I know people that won't vote for Trump now because he banned bump stocks. And I'm like, oh, get over it. Like, you don't like it, but what are you going to do? Like, Joe Biden, get Democrats in the Supreme Court? Yeah, it's great. Fabulous. Say goodbye to the Second Amendment. Yep, my, my, actually, that's that's why my little brother stopped supporting him. See, I'm telling <laughs> it's you, it's not the same reason everyone else is though. But that's that's the reason why. And I explained to him like, <laughs> but you want that guy in the office, the other guy. Yeah. But 
but I, on the whole thing about the tweets, I want to point something out. I'm happy that you brought that up about the tweets with Trump because I noticed when I was on Biden's page, tweet deck kept popping up mm-hmm. under on, on the source. It's a so staffer. I Googled it. I didn't know what it was. And I was like, okay, so this basically is something the marketing can use, the marketing tool to mm-hmm. help, which is more proof that um, Biden doesn't make his tweets. I actually made a comment under uh, Biden's section. I went back through his page today. I don't see that anymore because I wouldn't double check Trump's before I talk crap about him. <laughs> and I didn't see any of that on Trump's tweets. I'm like, he's using his personal phone to make these tweets. Yeah. And I went to Biden's page today and I don't see any tweet decks as a source anymore. I, they saw my tweet. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't, ha- he doesn't have the mental aptitude to make his own tweets. He probably doesn't know no, how to use so a phone. Actually, no. I'm. I'm. I tell you back what I said. I know he does not how to use a phone because they have video of him like trying to figure it out. He's like, "Oh, what's this fancy gadget here?" Yes, good point. And yeah, I, it wasn't a flip phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He probably doesn't even know how to use a flip phone either. Just, just. I think Biden just, had a flip phone. He couldn't figure out how to use it. That's. What... <laughs> yeah. He's probably just using tell. A... Just tell him it's a little girl on the other side, and he'll to be able to operate it perfectly. <laughs> He's like, well, I'll I'll figure it out. How hard can it be? He he is so just disconnected with the modern age, and like that's a good observation because I didn't even notice that that all of his tweets were sent through TweetDeck, which is, you know, I have TweetDeck on my computer, but I don't really use it. But it's basically a Twitter desktop app to, you know, that a lot of businesses and companies will use because you can you know sort of customize the look of your Twitter with a bunch of different feeds and. You can have a bunch of people signed in at once. So he has a bunch of fucking staffers copying, pasting yeah. off the talking points and sending shit out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just so, it's so out of, especially after Trump, it's so out of touch. I mean, Obama was the first campaign that used social media, and then Trump's campaign revolutionized it by being not just connecting with voters, but the actual presidential candidate himself connecting with votes, which is huge. Again, going back to what we were talking about earlier about connecting with people. It's so critical. It's so important. And the authenticity is what's important. And it's crazy, too, that I I noticed that when I was doing a little research that Biden gets a lot of likes. Sometimes he gets more likes than Trump does. So I'm like, I think Twitter is inflaming his likes. I think there's a lot of manipulation going on over there. Yes. And then I noticed actually Obama has more followers than Trump does on Twitter. And I don't believe there's zero like like there's zero way to verify if any of that shit is accurate either. So like like I know views like with views on YouTube. How how the fuck who the fuck is counting these things? Who's verifying that this is actually any of it is real? Like we don't know. We're trusting, we, we're trusting these pansies up in Silicon Valley to make sure that <laughs> everything is legit. We don't know. And I agree because, you know, I pulled up that thing with the analytics on my page today, and I think it's really important to look at it so that we can be more effective. We're already being censored and shadow banned, but at least when we can get the message out, what's the most effective? Look at the numbers. People finishing your videos. Um, are you, are you just retweeting because you're just retweeting? You're just, that just basically helps the person you're retweeting, not really you. And like, if you share your thoughts, like a retweet with a comment, 
But I was looking at all that. And then I realized, like, they said my top follower was somebody who had, like, I think 200 some thousand followers. And within this 28 days, I actually have somebody who followed me with 1.5 million followers. So that's not my top follower then. So it's like the numbers are off. Why? A lot of it is, I uh, you know, there was like a, either a video or a website that does this. I, I forget. But it would break down like big celebrities and how many of their followers and millions of followers are either fake accounts, bots, shit like that and you'd be surprised like how many were just so inflated like and it's not really in some cases it's really not the celebrities fault not even twitter's full fault i mean they should always be be you know banning these accounts more and getting rid of them but a lot of it's just there there are people that make programs that like let and i know tim pool did a video on this with his brother uh because reddit's really easy to manipulate and his brother would create a, a software that would create a bunch of bots that would automatically create a reddit account upvote this uh article or page or post or whatever and that's it and he could yeah. get something to the top of reddit easily like without with just literally just telling a program hey make this article be the number one thing on reddit and that's how things yeah. are manipulated and you can have a bunch of left-wing activists do this uh, where they can get stuff artificially inflated, have false narratives uh, perpetuated. There's some real Luca Magnata going on. Anybody get that reference? No. no. Um, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Let's see, if any, let's see if any of the Twitter crowd, or not a Twitter crowd. Let me see if any of these YouTube user users get it. Yeah, the comments you got. You guys were like quiet for a while. Did we scare uh, you? I've 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 got I've got I've got I I had like some I had some moron in the app and Periscope saying no one's watching you guys. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we've got quite a quite a few of them. Yeah, well, see, it's actually we were getting pretty good traction a few days ago, like when the rides were really heating up, and now it's kind of starting to simmer down a bit. So people aren't. I mean, I personally haven't been as interested in the rides. So, you know. Okay. Okay. Fine. It was a "Don't Fuck with Cats" reference. Oh, that Netflix show. Yeah. Yeah, because that got the guy that killed the cats right online. He was making like fake accounts of himself, like to boost his shit up. Wow. Yeah. Because he was trying to be a star. He was trying to be a model and a star or something like that, but he's like really fucking weird. But that's what he did. He like created like fake accounts on like social media and shit. See, the problem with all that is like, yeah, you're going to get a lot of followers, but it's, 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 it's meaningless. Like that is not sustainable. Like it's not even cheating the system because it doesn't even sustain your channel. It you have to build it with real people that give a shit about you, or else you're not gonna get views. You're not gonna get people sharing your stuff. It's just it's just all gonna be fake. Like there's the key with YouTube really is retention. You know you can get all the subscribers you want, all the views you want, but those people gotta come back. That's the important thing. If they're not coming back. You're not really building a following. You're just building numbers. That 
That's true under normal. That's true. I would say that's true under normal circumstances. And yeah, you're up, you're absolutely right. But the problem, the problem is now, as as we've discussed multiple times in private and on air, is the fact that now, like, YouTube seems to be hiding even smaller channels from from the sub feed. So. Yeah. Well, they're well, they're making deals with like they're changing they're changing their shit to like cater to like networks and shit like that now. Like they're yeah. instead of like instead of having their old model, they actually made they actually made more advertising revenue with the old model, but their operating costs were much higher too. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to significantly lower the operating costs even if it's lowering a little bit of the revenue as well so that's uh, like so they're catering to like all these you know tv stations and all that stuff like it's gonna be uh, it's uh yeah the independent creators are gonna get shit on yeah have you because uh, you have a pretty decently large social media presence donnie what have you noticed um has Twitter been shadow banning you, hiding your stuff? Have you noticed like tweets sometimes don't get as much traction as they used to or anything like that? So I've been in a restricted Twitter jail four times since wow. December when I started. And I actually, I don't have my email attached to it. So when this happens, all I get is look at the policies. Like I have no way of like re figuring out why. And it's usually a, it's a following. I've messed up with the following policy. And then I didn't look too deep into it, but people who follow me were sharing the policies and like, you haven't broken those policies. So they found a different reason to um, restrict you. Um, but I do notice that like, I'll have my posts will be just fire. Just the numbers are spiraling. And then all of a sudden it is stopped. Yeah. It is stopped. Like, that with um, me talking first, I posted that Biden, that Biden video numerous times, but first, this part, then that's when it blew up. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> it seems like when something and, blows up, like no matter how much craft you put into it, no matter how much work you put into it, at the end of the day, it's just a lucky slip through the algorithm. I think that's true. I think that's true, but I realized the videos of mine that, or my posts are the ones where it's my face and I'm talking. Um, I did have a post when I had screen recorded Trump, um, you know, being an undercover um, at the hotel. And I went to sleep, woke up the next day. I had 99 plus notifications. I was actually really afraid. Like, I, I like who's attacking me? <laughs> and... And I had a bunch of new followers, and I was like, what happened? I actually do not know how that post blew up, because I posted other things, too. Huh. It's quarter things with Trump, and that one out. But now I realize, like, now I'm looking at the Twitter analytics and everything, that I noticed, like, if I really want to, like, get a message out, I had to put my face on camera and, and say it. And Yeah. And then, like, even, like, just even replying to someone else's comment, you talking and saying it is more effective than you typing up a sentence. That's a good point. Yeah, well, that that's why 
I think that's why podcasting and now video streaming has has taken off. Um, I mean, videos video streaming for me it took a while to transition because I mean the nice thing about like audio podcasting in general is you know it's just you and GarageBand or you know whatever you use. It's not that high pa- power, and you know if you need to like use the bathroom or whatever you can just you know pause and come back come back to it but the downside is like just with standard podcasts you don't get that real time interaction with the audience whereas you do with live streams so yeah because i mean like the coolest thing like i know is with live streams i was like and i'll do it right now somebody in the chat just said don't f with cats mr uh ames this i can't pronounce it sorry (laughs) Uh yeah, don't fuck with cats. They will fuck you up badly. Yeah. And what I just said there was like Luca Magnata. Yeah, exactly. That I'm gonna. What is is that like French or something? No, it's he was. Uh, it's a. Uh, he's he was Canadian and oh, uh, go, yeah, close. I think it was. I think it there was some sort of French, like, something like with him. The point really is though is that you know. When you when you say something in the channel live stream, I react to it live, and you get that connection, you know. And then when you do it with people you look up to or famous people, it's really cool. It gives you that feeling like, oh, they knows me. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, you don't get that with yeah. TV. You don't get that with movies. You don't get that with a lot of things. But with live stream, you do, and that's what makes it so cool. I mean, that's it's just it's just cool. Like, there's no other way to put it. Yeah, and like if you're famous and then you do that and you don't engage with your audience, you can kind of tell mm-hmm. like how their fan base is compared to someone who actually engages and doesn't engage with their fans. Exactly. Exactly. And I do know it gets harder to engage as you get bigger because you miss a lot of stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning that myself. <laughs> but um, you will miss a lot of stuff because of it. And I actually... I apologize to everyone in my inbox. I tried to avoid my inbox and me and Phil talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I, I will, I've heard that from a bunch of people too, like even like super mega stars, like Milo, like I'll occasionally I'll DM him some stuff in Telegram that, I, you know, and I only do it like when it's something I think he absolutely needs to see because I don't want to waste his time. But he somehow, and he says this, he's like, I read everything. I mean, I reply to everything, but I read everything. I'm like, that's a freaking impressive. And Very impressive. Yeah, because like he gets a lot yeah. of shit every day. He's one of the, but he's one of the best. He's also one of the one of the better journalists out there. Like legitimate, like legitimate, legitimate journalists. Not like the the, the mainstream media where you get this hot this hot piece that's in front of the television, but somebody else is writing her shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like pretty much if if they're uber attractive and they're in front of a camera try, odds are somebody else is writing their shit mm-hmm. like, except when it's milo <laughs> and except when it's donnie yes <laughs> yeah that's very very accurate <laughs> well and, and that's the thing too is like the first video i watched of you donnie was the one where you were speaking in front of the camera and I, I mean, screen recordings are cool and all, but, like, when you see somebody talking, there's something about where you feel like you have to listen, you know? And I I, I think I've told you before, if you keep doing that, like, you could really blow up even bigger. 
because what you were doing was really solid. And I'm not just saying that to praise you because you're on our show, but like genuinely, like I was like, wow, I'm surprised well, you don't have more. Followers. I was not that, that, that actually not, not going to lie. That, that, that pro that actually motivated me to get on Snapchat today earlier oh, this yeah, morning. Really. Yeah. That well, I actually did. I was, I was just saying, some I love stuff. it. Yeah. I use the By same the way. one every time too. And I don't want one that makes me look like a completely different person or anything. It just gives me basically it just gives me eyelashes. Like <laughs> <laughs> eyelash filter. Like, by the way, by the way, speaking of the Snapchat, I'll I'll just bring that up in here too. Like what what the what the fuck is uh they're they're replacing uh like Minnesota's or Minneapolis is trying to get rid of the fucking police and they're going to replace them with uh, peace officers. <laughs> like what the fuck is a police uh, peace officer going to do? <laughs> like you're going to have, yeah, no, you're going to have, you have two people like you say, you have two people fighting at a bar over a chick. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to, you're going to call a peace officer to come in and well, split them up. Like, Let's talk about this. Let's just you know, have a mediation session and really go over it. Both of them are probably going to beat her ass as a well, result. It's well, going to fail. And then it's going to show more that the Democrats are always wrong. Well, well, Phil, I, I, I saw that today. And you, you and I are probably both old enough to remember. Uh, have you, you, have you seen the demo, the, the, the movie, uh, Demolition Man? Yeah. I have. Yes. With, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, so yeah, you've seen you've seen the so basically it it's a it's kind of like it's it's a it's liberal a, utopia, but it's, it's actually a dystopia. I I would like to say it's a futuristic movie, but unfortunately, I think we're already there pretty much. Um, yeah, give it a because, few months. Yeah, yeah, give it a few more months and Taco Bell and like and Taco Bell will literally be the only restaurant. Uh, around still so um hopefully we won't be using seashells but anyway um but anyway the 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 police the police officers um in that movie just that's what they are they're peace officers they don't Uh know how to fight or anything yeah they don't have weapons and uh shit like that and so the the whole thing's funny to me the whole thing is just fucking funny to me yeah, didn't they have a movie about, about security guard getting beat up on his little scooter? Uh, like Paul Blart. Yeah, like why would that? You think that would work? Y'all just making fun of it in the movie. <laughs> well, they're even saying there's a bunch of people now from Black Lives Matter. They're calling for, I think, banning police movies because they see it as police propaganda. And I'm like, the. Did Legos get rid of the, the police toys? They didn't get rid of it. They just, um, I forget what their statement on Twitter said, but they said something like that they were temporarily, like, not shipping them for some reason. I think they were just. Oh my God. Or, I don't know what if they was were. That, like, Alex? They're just taking down the ads, I think, for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, they're taking down the ads, which. What? They, need, they need to be more like Jon Snow and not bend the knee. Exactly. We need a fucking Jon Snow. And that's the thing that I was trying to distinguish between is like a good leader like Jon Snow will compromise when necessary, 
but won't bend the fucking knee to a mob that doesn't care about you, that hates you, and has no goal in mind. Like, like I just saw Nuance Bro on Twitter talking about this when I was sitting here. Uh, and he's a great guy to follow, by the way. And he retweeted a video near me of these aerial shots of the Philly rally today. And it's just so many people at this thing. And he just goes, no goal, no end. In, what did he say? I found it. He says, there's no goal, no demand. Just pure, pure virtue signal and wanting to be part of something bigger than oneself while society has been locked down. And that's sums it up right there. And that's the thing. Like I'm, That's what I'm trying to like figure out is like, the people there have no goal here, but the people organizing this shit, what is their goal? I, that is something nobody's really talking about or really diving deep enough into to figure it out more because a lot of simple things get thrown around and we've, we've thrown around our theories, but I, I, like, I really would like to know what's going on in the minds of these people behind the scenes. I think they're trying to make us globalists, but like, why are all these other countries and stuff getting involved? Why are there Antifas in other countries? Yeah. It's all yeah. about the globalists and the Tchaikovs. <laughs> and, the, and that's not a conspiracy theory. Like, they just said some dude in Mexico, I'm assuming he was in Mexico because someone told me he was in Mexico, on fire while he was on his bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Country. Don't drink the water, it's making the frogs gay. Yeah, and that's the mm-hmm. thing is yeah. like, you know, you, you would, like, when I see these protests in Paris and these protests in London, I'm like, they never did this over any of the other instances. Why now? Why do they give a shit? Yeah, why, so yeah. Paycheck. Yep. Hey. Yeah, everybody, and, oh, and everybody else is giving Alex Jones shit. Yeah, he's probably, he's more right than MSNBC. Yeah. Like, and, and it's like, now grant you, okay, some of the stuff he says is, completely fucking wild and left field but every now and again he's like right he's just right and next level right and it's like well so here's the thing if the msn can get away with fucking up so can alex jones yeah he gets a complete free pass i don't care if he fucks up and if if he like fucks up and corrects the record obviously like that's what we need to do but like this is where the right frustrates me he's like they care too much about how they look in the wrong ways like optics matter but don't be an optics cuck you know don't be kneeling at these black lives matter protests when they demand you to stand up and fucking demand uh what you want you know stop giving into what they want if it's for the if look if we both agree on something yeah let's do it if they have legitimate concerns and you change your mind fine fine look be human be smart but don't just bend the knee and start literally fucking kneeling because somebody told you to denounce your white privilege and you and you actually are poor and don't have fucking white privilege. Like, it's like it's just so frustrating to me that I've well, never seen conservatives cuck so hard since like 2016, and I'm seeing it right now. Well, and see, this is something that really pisses me off too because like I. I shit you not, I've had to deal with with some of this shit now because, like, I'm physically disabled. And, You're and a I'm, crip. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a crip. Uh, and so, like, believe it or not, I've I've kind of been told that, like, weirdly by 
like these SJW types, like my my crippled disadvantage or my they don't use the term crippled. They use like my my uh, differently abled, uh, you know, puts me like offsets my white privilege or did uh, or did up until about, you know, like up until the last, you know, black. And they're like, well, yeah, you may have had to struggle, but you have had to struggle like a black man has in America. And I'm like, well, unless, unless the, unless the black man is also physically disabled, then like the black man can at least walk and get like a, and get like a, you know, a sports scholarship if, if he really wants to, like, that's not an that's not like an advantage that I have, so. You know, I just thought of, there's Black History Month, there's Pride Month. Is there a Disabled History Month or a Disabled Pride Month? No, but, no, but, well, no, but in all honest, I don't really care either, like. It's almost like there's more to you than your disability. There's your abilities. Exactly. <laughs> Black History Month is on the shortest month of the year. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, and... Yeah, bullshit, still- okay? I'm talking to my peace officer about that. Well, and... and- like, uh, well, Dwarf History Month or whatever, whatever the politically correct term for midget is. <laughs> Vertically challenged. No, 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 Dwarf Dwarf actually is the, well, it might not be politically correct any, anymore, but that actually was the uh, the politically correct term. See, um, I bet a Democrat created Black History Month, and then, and yet again a Democrat gave African Americans a short end of the fucking stick. Well, well <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, we gotta look this up and figure out who did that, and then... And then present it next time. Yeah, I'm did gonna you, do it right um, now. We're gonna do live fact checking like CNN. Did, yes, yes. Did any of you guys uh, see? I don't know. I don't know what the guy's name is, but Joe Rogan had this black professor on. I think I saw uh, that too. Yeah, was that the recent one? I I think it was. I think his name was like Daryl Dawkins, Dawkins or something like that. It was. It was Daryl something, but it was this like it was like this big black guy and very articulate and this this daryl guy that joe had on he started out the segment by saying i know i'm gonna get a lot of flack by this but but i think we need to get rid of black history month and he says allowing to explain he says i think that black history needs to be taught year round with all the other history yeah true i'll i'll all we do is teach black history for one month and then of the year and it's the shortest month of the year so then so then by the time you know by the time you know by the time the summer rolls around kids forget and then we just we keep having to repeat the same lessons over and over again until you know, high school when it's not when they don't really teach that anymore yeah and but then, it doesn't matter when you when you fucking when you don't teach the right shit. I mean, look, we just had to create a show oh, yeah. to write the fucking write the ship. Cause like, look how much shit they've missed. They're all we, the first, the first hour plus we've just basically fixed most of the history that they're not fucking putting. 
they're not fucking putting together. Like it doesn't even like it's like oh, let's let's just teach it all year round. But these teachers clearly aren't fucking doing it. You know what? I was going to mention uh, earlier. Somebody I had made notes to talk about this. Um, Madam C.J. Walker, being a black woman who is a multimillionaire, and our if our money translate back back then, and she's a black woman, and that was the early 1900s. And that was one of my other things about you know black people being oppressed. Imagine being her at the time frame where she was at, and then still became a multimillionaire of hair products. Hmm. I actually fact checked what we were talking about, and who first reckoned the first president to recognize Black History Month was Gerald Ford, who is a Republican. Hmm. I've mixed I've mixed feelings because on the one hand I'm like. There you go, Republican that's uh, recognizing African Americans, contrary to what Democrats make you think. But then again, if we're going to argue we should get rid of Black History Month and just talk about it all the time, like we should about all history, then maybe I disagree with Republicans on something. But what happened, what happened, was there something that happened during that time frame when he decided to recognize it? So I'm, I'm like, what was the intention? Because like something... A new holiday can pop up now because of the George situation. So, like, mm. was there something big that happened around that time frame that for him to want to make that happen? Then, yeah, that's true. That's like the oh, the street sign change. Oh, I'm gonna call my peace officer about that one. <laughs> yeah, God, and then was it election when he did it? Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm still flipping. I'm still I, I'm still kind of. It just makes me like the peace officer thing. Just makes me kind of laugh a little bit. Imagine, imagine a peace, imagine a peace officer going to your house like, oh, sorry, I'm sorry you got brutally raped and your butthole hurts. Here, let's uh, let's do some breathing exercises. Yeah, literally. (laughs) And then then when you're done, certifications for that, they'll probably make it harder to become a peace officer because they'll change the certifications and it'll still be a job. And then it'll be like, (laughs) and then it'll be like, oh, and then when you're done with your breathing exercises. Then we're gonna then we're, then we're gonna talk to your rapist and then we're gonna mediate and see what went wrong and how we can you know what rectify this situation. Well, I mean, we'll find if, some common ground. If you if you've seen if you've seen Demolition Man, then also sex isn't gonna be allowed. Dude, that's the biggest that part that sucks about that world. They're just they're they're gonna make us. They're gonna make us use, uh, you know, virtual reality because of, because of rape culture and what and whatnot. I mean, well, because of diseases. Uh, well, I mean, well. See, I actually first saw that movie like about y- less than a year ago. Like, and, and Sargon did a great video on that movie, by the way, and analyzing it. And I'm watching. I'm like, even like less than a year ago, I'm like, this is like so over the top. Like, it's like. It's too silly to actually ever happen, but now I'm like thinking right now, thinking about how Democrats want to defund police officers and, you know, which would inevitably be replaced with something that's like nonviolent cops, like peace police. And I'm thinking, Jesus fucking Christ, like this, this doesn't look silly anymore. This looks like literally America next year or next month. There was there was some like there was also some like feminist like author or something who wanted to get rid of like 
wanted to get rid of like you know Playboy and Sports Illustrated swimsuit because of toxic toxic masculinity and rape yeah. culture oh, and, and God. like we're not yeah. here for your pleasure. Rape policies in this. God, I <laughs> hate those. We're we're not we're not we're not here for your pleasure, but yeah, you know, look at this look at this three hundred pound naked fat chicken. You know, if you don't like her, then you're then you're sexist or something like 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 that. It's like it's like a it's like a, it's like a real double standard. So mm -hmm. I just there's two things like a few things really grind my gears more than this like myth of systematic racism and the myth of rape culture and the, and this toxic masculinity shit. Like I got into so many arguments in this one college class over it, and I'm just like, like just think like these people are just so fucking insane. Like Where, they, they're just so lost. I'm like, how do you get these people to ever come back to a normal state of mind, assuming they were ever there? Most well, of them that, that say that. Most of them that say that the the women that say that shit have never like gotten laid. have been re have been rejected by every yeah. fucking alpha male out there, so yeah. they have no idea what having an alpha male even fucking looks like. Or yeah. or even like or even not like super alpha like okay, so I feel like that term alpha male gets like gets like a little bit um overused overused like i like yeah. okay i'm not like i'm not like a, i'm not like a guy who i'm not i'm not a, i'm not a guy who like you know bench presses like you know like 250 or anything like that like like i like i'm an average guy but i'm not i'm not like but i'm not like a beta cock either you know i'm just like yeah, a I know i'm just i'm like you're an i'm Omega. like a but being yeah, an alpha or, about being a leader and the uh, pack's following you. So just, no, it's it's an attitude is. thing. It's not it's not like yeah. a, actual like what you have well, via physically. It physically, it's it's an attitude. It's a fucking. It's a, it's a you know what you want. You know what you want. You're gonna you're gonna do whatever it fucking takes to get what you want, and you don't give a fuck what anybody else says on the way there. Well, right. Um, but I mean it's just it's just annoying because it's like it's like the these these radical like third wave feminists like they just they're so they're so self-destructive and they're so they're so determined to like destroy all men that it's just it's it's absurd and they they do more damage them to themselves than to other women than anyone else so. it helps lower the population too so it's easier for people to control you have feminine men mm -hmm. they're that they're now mating with each other and then you have women who are like i'm independent i don't need a man and they're not mating and making babies and then you have obviously the abortions going on so that's the way to lower the population and break you know break the family i uh i actually remember i was like i was in a I was in like a college class uh, a while, a couple of years ago where uh, one of the, where one of the, uh, one of the girls in the class, like she had just gotten married or she wasn't, she was engaged and like one of her and like, it was for, it was like for an English class. And like the assignment was basically to like write down what your goals in life were. And so this, 
so this like this young woman in the class like wrote down that like one of her main life life goals was to basically like raise a family with her husband you know who, who she had just married and the the professor like after grading it uh like actually read it out loud and scoffed at her what the fuck and in the class in the class and like and i i i told this i told this um i told this student i'm like you know you need to go to i said you need to go to administration and report this professor i said hey she I said, "Hey, she's not allowed to. She's not allowed to do that because of you know it's, it's your, it's your confidential work and you know, and this 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 girl she was like, oh, you know, it's it's fine, it's it's, it's whatever. But I I could tell she was embarrassed by it. and like, I would have done it, but I wasn't allowed to since it wasn't my my grade, you know, anything like that. But but still, it's like it's it's disgusting." So, and can um, you imagine, I'm, like, literally just sort of scoffing and dissing the most natural and unique and productive and wholesome ability of a female, which is to have a kid, be a mother, raise a family? Like, I, keep, I keep thinking of Ashley Judd when uh, she fucking, like, when Donald Trump won the presidency like they the, there was like a whole bunch of women that like protested or whatever I'm a nasty and she was woman yeah that's that's what yeah she was saying that i was like i'm not here for your pleasure like yeah this this chick this chick As was with uh, her yeah like well i mean this chick was with uh some f1 driver dario franchitti mm-hmm. and uh she didn't want kids because like because of like the environment or something like that. Like she didn't think that she didn't want them to witness uh, the climate crisis or whatever. Oh, the fuck. Yeah. Oh, so oh, yeah. I've, so I've, he ended up, he ended up leaving her ass and having kids with some other chick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know but... this is off topic, but I was, I've been wanting to say this. I keep forgetting. But like about the opportunity zones, mm-hmm. um, I think it would also help with the black um, community supporting um, the conservatives and Trump. If it's it's easier to find the information and it's like a website you can go to and get all the information and what to do to be able to use these opportunities. Because I look myself just to see how easy it is to find the information. It's not that easy. Um, I, I don't think I actually found like if I really wanted to get someone to invest in my business, I don't I don't know how to get that information. So I feel like if that was put out there more and it was speeches and conferences and education on how to get these opportunities, I think that would help a ton. A big ton. That's a good point. Yeah, you gotta make it yeah. easily accessible or else yeah. how are you gonna find it? And then make an update. Did the coronavirus and economy affect those opportunity zones? Uh-huh. Yeah. What exactly? I'm not going to lie. I don't know what an opportunity zone is. Could you explain to me what that is? So basically, um, these zones are in, in uh, areas in the United States where 
there's been a lack of investments and in businesses growing and it typically in um, lower income and minority neighborhoods. So what it is is investors get an incentive for investing into the business where they don't have to pay like taxes for like five or 10 years, something like that. And then the person who is, it, who is actually using this to build a business, that, that is an incentive for them to have the business. So the incentive for the person to invest the company or interest to invest in this business because they won't have to pay interest. I'm, um, I'm sorry, taxes, <laughs> not interest, pay taxes on this money for a long extended period of time. Okay. So it's giving an incentive to invest in minority, um, lower opportunity areas. So that's why there's been some construction companies. Like um, I've seen like people talk about it. I, I've actually seen like I watched the like, Trump Black Voices stuff, and I've seen where Black people who've used these opportunities have been able to grow their business. They actually were so busy like they didn't know how to handle it. Like they've had great stories. But then how do they get there? Mm-hmm. How did how did that work? So that needs to be presented more. And it needs to be easy, accessible. And like I haven't hit up uh Tim Scott. I'm gonna I'm gonna try on Twitter and inbox see if he replies and see if there's a way that he can help with that. And if and if COVID did mess with the opportunity zones. I know that they don't want wanna talk about that, but it should be known that that's something we're pushing, like, hey, this is why Trump should be reelected. Did COVID affect, you know, the opportunity zones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, and you know, props are reaching out to these people because, you know, sometimes they don't even know I these things yet. are a problem. I want to. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to lie. I haven't yet. <laughs> well, it, the thought is still, you know, you're, you're. It sounds like you're gonna do it soon, and you know, it's mm-hmm. way better to do, you know, try it, and maybe it doesn't get through, then to not do anything at all because, I mean, Republicans sometimes fall under I don't want to say like inaction but like we can talk a good game sometimes but then not actually do anything but if you're talking a good game and doing things it's fantastic and we all do that here which is good a lot of a lot of them don't even know the problems are happening too so it's like yeah exactly if they don't know that a problem's happening it's as if a problem isn't happening at all like so you like but but if but but once once a problem exists, we're usually pretty good at like taking care of it. It's just mm-hmm. like you got to figure it out first, and mm-hmm. yeah. So, and I actually have an idea. I'm gonna go ahead and say it now before anyone else says this idea. And that's yeah. another reason why I also care about this opportunity zone so much. You know, there's a big push. You know, school choice, and we want to have more of the technical schools embed it in the high schools and then have more like two-year college technical schools you can use i'm thinking you can use those opportunity zones to make that happen in those areas need it well i I will say that i think in regards to technical schools that that needs to be something that gets promoted uh not just you know in the black community but like across the board because like like, like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, there was a huge, there was, like, a huge push for all of the students to go to college. And I actually remember, like, back in high school, um, like, someone actually asked about, like, trade schools. And 
uh, like like the counselors were like, oh, you know, that's that's like an okay option, but like all students should really look at college, and then like, and and then you know like some of and then like you know some of the kids didn't go to college and they wound up they wound up going to trade school and they just graduated and they're making like a hundred you know grand already so a year so some of them so and i don't want to get too personal because like you know my family may not appreciate it but my my dad actually was like um one of the first not in texas but one of the first schools that's been very successful in um, Texas, where they have that um, their own building, but it is the technical school, and it has like you know welding and robotics, all these cool things in there. And my dad's, they actually compete nationwide, and it's been very successful. They have um, relationships with businesses, they have relationships with universities, mm-hmm. um, and all this. And I'm like. This should be everywhere. And I, and I was uh, kind of jealous. I promise. I'm like, I wish this was available when I was in school. Yeah. I'm super jealous. And then these people, kids coming out of high school, already can make like $18, $20 an hour. And these companies know that they're, they're, they have practical skills because they've been trained correctly. But like this, my dad's school, they've won numerous awards, top awards in the nation and from Texas for these kind of schools. So like I really think that's a big deal, and I want to push it hard. Yeah, and I think the opportunity zones could pay for it. And I know it's a nationwide thing; it's not just about the black community, community uh, black thing, but I think it would help the black vote. <laughs> what a curiosity! Because I know in my neighbor, like where I was from, we had a tech school in our area. The, are they not as common anymore? Well, I was in I was in Indiana growing up, so maybe it wasn't that popular then there was tech school like for two-year schools but like it they like hybrid into high school i had never seen that until my dad um and i think that was like oh my gosh that might have been like 10 years ago when they started doing that they built that beautiful big old building and it was that was a hybrid mm-hmm. and that's yeah that's interesting so i i know we had one of those like because i i one together my parents were like oh no don't go over here it's for dummies which i think was stupid advice from them but like and that, that's kind of my major problem with those schools is some of them have bad reputations like you know it's for people who can't go to college and i think that's yeah. something that should be fought against because like i have friends who went there and you know some of them you know might not be the uh, sharpest tool in the sheds but other ones are perfectly fine people and like my one friend he went uh, for a diesel mechanic and he's making you know pretty much what i what i was making and he had no college debt and he's been working since he graduated high school yeah they want to hire people who can actually do the job not just have piece of paper <laughs> yeah yeah because i mean honestly something elon musk talks about we're gonna have to close out here in a few minutes but um, one last thing that I want to say is Elon Musk talks about how skills should be treated with more importance rather than, you know, your university or if you have a diploma or if what you do or don't have where, you know, and that's why I think really a lot, like I've, I've noticed, noticed this very quickly with college, like, yeah, you got to do it to play the game and get that name on your fucking resume, but I would have learned way more if I spent four years in the real world. 
you know, if I spent maybe a year in college, a year doing an internship, and then a year doing a real job and getting into it, I would know so much more than about the actual industry than what I know now. I really know nothing about it. I know more about other things because I've gotten really involved with like politics. I know way more about how to do a radio show because I've done one. I know way more how to put on events because I've done them. I, wa- I know way more about campaigns because I've done them. And advertising, my major, I know a lot because I, I, well, I don't know. Well, got to be careful what I say there. I don't know a lot about the actual industry. I do know some a thing or two about marketing because I've done it for other things. Because uh, I actually had to win it, go out and do it myself. But actual traditional advertising in an agency, in the industry, I know nothing about it. I haven't been put into it yet. I've just been in a classroom that tells me what it should be like. But we all know that's not what it's like. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know we've talked about that before over here too, but like that's my biggest problem with college. They only really show you the theoretical. There's very little practical skills you actually get there. And I think a way to solve that would be to go and have, you know, two year two year schools maybe instead and then like you have two year schools, maybe like after your first year you have a year long internship and then your next year in class, and then you have a year-long internship. So it could be four years, but in those four years, you're getting actual, like, co-op experience. Mm-hmm. Or back apprenticeships. I don't know why apprenticeships went away to begin with, because I think that's a very good way of teaching people valuable skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I And Trump's trying to bring that back. He, I remember he was pushing for apprenticeships, and I don't know, I forget if he's done something exactly I, he's done a lot so I kind of forget but yeah I mean it's you, totally you know what I found you know what I found what I found funny about that too is like is like Trump actually got like flack from that for the media too it was like oh he they they tried to spin it as oh Trump's saying that he wants all your kids to go to trade school while his kids want to uh, you know want to uh you know the wharton school of business or or, or whatever and it's like it's like a the wharton school of business is not exactly the same as like a college or university and it's it's tough to get into yeah b you're you're making it seem like you're making it seem like you know he was dismissing you which which wasn't the case at all he was he was praising technical colleges as like an opportunity for students Mm -hmm. yeah he's just trying to expand choice freedom and take advantage of other things we have have competition like it's again college isn't for everyone but neither are trade schools you know it's different strokes for different folks college works for a lot of things trade schools work for a lot of things it's just it's more about efficiency like if you want to be a mechanic don't go to college. If you want to do uh, plumbing, don't go to college. I mean, it's just, unfortunately, college can be a sort of barrier to entry for a lot of things that you want to get into, like medical, engineering, law. You got to go to college. I mean, even advertising. Something you shouldn't need to go to college for. I haven't found a single ad job offering that says no college experience or college degree required. They all ask for it. 
Yes, same same with like technical writing or you know whatever. So and like yeah, even with social media. So yeah. So since we're hitting two thirty, we're gonna close her out tonight. So everybody's got anything they want to say? Any last words? Say it now. You know, uh, plug your social media selflessly, and we'll close it out for tonight. I have something to say. I want to close it out. Sure. I want to make sure everyone remembers that Epstein didn't kill himself, <laughs> and Harvey Weinstein did not have COVID nineteen. There we go. And where do we Don't follow you on Twitter at? Um, the Don. Oh wait, the underscore Don zero four. Gotcha. Hey, Sam, you want to say something? I'm, I hold on. I'm following you right now, uh, Donnie. As we speak, because I don't think I do. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at somebody underscore DC. If you are on Gap, if you are on Gap or Parlor, you can follow me at Sam Whitfield. And of course, uh, please subscribe to the Whitfield Report on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Um, and yeah, that's that's the best way you can help promote. And if you would like to uh, contribute, like any any money, you don't have to, but it's greatly appreciated. Streamlabs.com forward slash the Whitfield Report. Um, so. Yeah, just thanks for having me on again, guys. And always happy to simulcast with you guys. So, yeah, love it. Yes, thanks for having me. Of course, anytime. Alex or Phil, you want to say anything? Uh, no, take it easy, folks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another Versa show here. This was Versa special. Um, you know, like, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Versa News Media and Facebook, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we're doing, any new streams as the chaos continues and the American cities burn uh, across the nation. Hopefully, there's a light at the end of this tunnel, and hopefully, things get better. They always do, but it's only a matter of time. But we'll stick with it uh, through all of that. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and as always, wash your bloody hands all right we are off air